Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Here we are on a Tuesday. What's happening, everybody? We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's Barrett. Guys, Mickey Mouse shirt on. That's Derek. Mickey. Right, Mickey, you're flexible. Well, it's an appropriate shirt, I must say. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> right, go. I mean, it's, it's too early in the afternoon, man. It's just way too early. Oh, it's not. No, ten, no, ten seconds no. in, here comes right, Derek. Right, right, No, no, no. no. From out, he just start. RKO's me. From out of nowhere. <laughs> from the top <laughs> rope. <laughs> uh, what do you expect up? from me? What do, I mean, what do, you, what do you people want? You, yes, I'm t- you guys want this happy-go-lucky, yeah, feel good. Everybody got time for all that? Ain't everybody got time for that. I'm a frustrated man right now. Frustrated. Are you? What's yes. going on? What's got you frustrated? My words my words of the day are pet peeves. Do you have pet peeves? Yes. All, all the time. Too all many. One of my biggest is people who don't put remotes back for the TV where they're supposed to be. We're, yep. we're not even going to get into that, man. See, oh, oh I'm going to get into it right now. Because, mm-hmm. you know, and the thing that ticks me off about this the most is I did it to myself this time. Oh. So the other day, oh, we had the kids, you know, the two the two uh, militant midgets, babysitting them overnight Sunday. They have night. names, Derek. They have names. Yes, Ariana and Elijah. And I'm telling you something. They speak broken languages, but they know what they're saying. It's they plot in the dark when you're trying to rock them back to sleep at 3 and 4 in the morning. They plot. They sit there plot. They giggle and stuff. And they're talking. And I know they do it. Like, Let's see how long we can keep Grandpa up this time. So <laughs> I'm rocking a seven-month-old. And I get up Monday. I can't find, and I'm sitting, you see the TV right behind me. I'm, I'm in my bedroom and I can't find a remote since yesterday, the TV remote. And I've torn this area apart. I can't find it. So my oldest daughter who, who, who will FaceTime us, um, you know, every day in the morning. So the kid, we can talk to the kids. You know, I got to a point. I'm so frustrated. I blame the six month old. I said, check his diaper. See if you put it in his diaper. Oh, man. You, better <laughs> hope, you better hope that's not where it is, man. I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I can't figure this out. I don't lose remotes. Everybody else. So you know what I told my daughter to do? My, my other daughter, Tina. I said, Tina, what do you call those things that you can stick on remotes so that when they're lost, you can find them? And she said they're air Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 like some some of them you can whistle and they'll, and they'll, they'll, um, they'll whistle back at you. Or you have the it, They're called Apple AirTag and you get a four-pack. Oh. And my daughter, and I said, how much are they? And she goes, click the link. Ha ha, because she's working down the hall in her room. She goes, click the link. So I just clicked the link. Oh, 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 heck no. Well, I got uh, $90. How much? How much? $90. No, it's worth, it's worth it for your sanity, though. It's worth it for your sanity. Do you have them? No. Then why is it worth it for my sanity? Because I'm the king in my house, man. <laughs> you what? I'm the king in my house. Don't move my dag on remote. I'm the king. And, and do they listen? 
I didn't say they listen. I just said I'm the king. Yeah, I got to do with them listening. Let me tell you something. I, I, I said I was the king for years, and I would say at least 20, 25 years. What's this M. Reyes? Don't be cheap. Ain't about being cheap, man. <laughs> about 20, 25 years ago, I realized one thing, Bear. What's that? I don't know how it happened, but I was dethroned. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it happened. You were dethroned long before that, man. You're probably right, but I, I am I am last on the pecking order in my house. I am below I am below, below the three dogs. They get more respect <laughs> than I do. And all they want to know is how much money's in the account. That's all they want right, to know from right, me. Right. I'm telling you. Right. Well, right. I'm the same way with remotes. Just just leave it where it was. I'm like that with every just, just if you're gonna mess with my stuff. Put my stuff back where it was. That, yes. That's the big thing right there. That's all. Your Why stuff. is it so hard? I do that. If if, if you had something in you know in, in, on a certain spot on the coffee table, I'll put it back. I'll, right. I, no problem. It's not hard. You know, you know my you know another one of my pet peeves. What? If you're walking past something and it don't yes. belong right there on the floor, yes, pick yeah. it up. Yep. Oh, people in my house will, will, will step over it to get to where they got to go. Yes. Yes. They'll step. Uh, yeah. How are you stepping over it? Yes. Sometimes I put stuff yes. right there, so you have to pick it up on your way. That's the test. Yes. And it he will stay like, there. No, I ain't lying, man. I'm, look, dude, I got five adults in my house. And I sometimes sit back and I do it as a test. I I, I couldn't agree. I'll sit there and watch. Basic stuff. Toys, uh, paper. It could have been in the trash something. And it just stays there because, you know, they say, oh, he'll do it. Uh, well, that, that's right. okay. So let, let's really let's go then. Let's do it. So <laughs> the trash can, that bad boy oh. turns into a balancing act, and people just it's like a Jenga game of people adding stuff onto it before, yes. before I end up taking it out. Yes, so I'll, I'll walk over. I'll be like, "What is this? What are we doing here?" And I'll see them like they'll come over with like a paper towel and they'll gently drop it and whoa, whoa and all right, nothing fell off and we're good. I'm like, no, we're not good. So I'm not the only one that goes through oh, this. We're not good. What? You how about you freaking see that the thing's full, wrap it up, and walk 10 feet to where the trash cans are. Hold on, Rod. What you call it? The Jenga game? Yeah, it's a Jenga game. It's like you drop it in there. Woo! Oh, it didn't fall off. And, you and just made my day. You yeah, just made my day. We know, we know the sucker that's going to do it. All right, I'll give you one more. So, Mike, I'm so glad to hear this. Yeah, yeah. If you, if, if for some reason, like my dog finds like a sock or like you know the hair ties that, that girls mm. use, women use, whatever. Yeah. If it's on the floor or somewhere where she can, she's not the biggest dog, but if she can get it, she gets it. So what happens is I'll be downstairs, I'll be watching something, and. I see the dog like come charging down the steps with this guilty look on its face. And then it's got like a sock. <laughs> it, right? And I hear them upstairs. Like I hear my wife or my daughter, like, Oh, Bailey's got a sock or whatever. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Is anybody else going to react? In other words, get the sock out of Bailey's mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, what, 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 you two know <laughs> she has the sock. <laughs> Why am I chasing her down? And then what happens is she goes flying out her little doggy door, and I'm chasing her around the yard trying to get this sock off of her. And slipping and sliding dog oh, poop. Oh, yeah. Dodging dog poop. Something's wrong with y'all, man. I th- no, bro, no. I, I go through the same thing, man. Like These my mom. are concerns. Look, look, my mom, is, my mom will be here tomorrow. Now, my youngest daughter, now she's expecting. Yeah. How old is she? Is that, is that uh, China? China? Yeah. Okay. So she's 20. She's uh, And we have the gin reveal. This this weekend, oh boy. Are you having a party? Right. so I flew. I'm flying. Yeah, I'm flying my mom out, and I'm flying okay. my niece out too. 
I'm flying them both out. Nice. They're coming in, and for some reason, some odd reason, my daughter, she just feels empowered. Like, like my yes. grandmother's coming now. Yes. She didn't give she didn't gave me a grocery list. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She she called her that I tell right. her no. She caught, I'm telling grandma. I'm like, that's right. Where's this empowerment coming from? Uh, you know what I'm you saying? You know why? Because they know they can. Yeah, bro. See, see, we're not as tough as we're not as tough as we think we are. And here's right. the thing. Right. As you everything, everything that you guys just added to my pet peeves list happens in my house. And you know what the people in my house say to me? Why is that? Why is he mad? Right. <laughs> what? Why is he mad? You always uh-huh. walk around like you're mad. Uh-huh. Now, oh, here's another thing. I don't own a dog. We have three dogs in the house. Guess who cleans the oh. yard every week? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not even going to talk clean- about that. And Guess I didn't want the dogs. Dog. Yeah. Huh? I didn't want the dogs. Mm-hmm. I didn't either. I'm telling you. My son, all the time. my son started this mess. He started this with that chihuahua. This, this chihuahua, I'm telling you, this chihuahua is half human. I'm telling you, this dog is half human. <laughs> this dog is slick smart. I'm telling you. Uh, you know, when I let him outside, this chihuahua, you know, we have all these, we have, you know, the couches, the grills on there, you know, and I have to stand at the, the window because he stops as soon as he gets out the door. He looks over his shoulder. If I'm not looking, sometimes I'll hide behind the curtain. He'll raise his leg and pee on one of my grills. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Now, if I stand and I'm looking at him, he looks over his shoulder and then keeps going to the grass. Oh my! But if God. I'm not looking, he hits one of the grills or one of the tries to hit one of the legs in the patio. That's chair. some said, sneaky look, stuff, right there. I'm right. telling you, man, this dog, this dog is not a dog, man. I'm telling you. Wow, you guys, are, you guys are funny, man. You know, what I'm funny, saying? funny. But man. then, what people? But why are you always mad? You always look like you're mad. I said, no, I'm thinking. They don't know what I'm thinking. They don't need to know what I'm thinking. Because what I'm thinking, they probably have me committed. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You're better off not knowing what I'm all doing. All I know is all I know is it's starting to get warm. And I just so happen to look outside and I see my boat sitting out there. And it's that time. I just and and and, and what really what really made me mad. Well, no, no, really made me happy because I know it's, it's summertime that I just got my bill on they had to fix my head in my in my boat. Uh-huh. And fixing the head. Cost just about as much as a boat, Jeez. you know what I'm saying? So they had to replace everything, you know, so it'll be all right. So it cost me four grand, no, forty two hundred, to fix the head in my boat because because wow. somebody wants to put paper towels or regular. You can't put regular toilet paper. It has to be a, a a certain type of toilet paper. Oh, okay. dissolving, dissolving toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. you know, so yeah. it has to be a special kind. Well, my kids, you know, this all right was. Well, Toilet paper. I'm just gonna use toilet paper. So I outlaw toilet paper. You can't have toilet paper in my, oh, um, no. my boat. You can't have you can't have um you can't have um paper towels in my boat. Uh-huh. They cannot go in the bathroom. So it's cost me forty two hundred wow. bucks. Thanks to Captain Tony. Captain wow. Tony started this, and it cost me forty two hundred. So since I pay forty two, I'm gonna get the most out of this boat this summer. I the wow. most out of yep. this boat this summer. I love it. Good, good for you. Wow. That's awesome. Right, so I last night I played in a in a March Madness uh, thing uh, for the for my kids' grade school. Just it's like a fundraiser. Oh. I'm a, I'm not as bad as I thought I was going to be. Like sore basketball. Today. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But so there's one play. I'm driving the lane and I got killed. I, I got killed. <laughs> and the only thing that really hurts, and if this is all, I'm, I'm believe me, I'm a lot better than I thought I would. I thought my legs were going to be killing me. So knock on wood, they're not that bad. My shoulder, man. If you see me not raising this arm much, I got I got hammered on the shoulder. 
Everything else feels fine. But Barrett, I'll be a little bit better for our charity game. So oh, bro, I'm, I'm I'm running. I'm getting in shape. I'm, yeah. I work out every day, bro, because I will not be embarrassed like I was embarrassed this last. Yeah, same. Time and and, I'm and, playing and tonight too, me. so I'll be I'll See, be you know a little bit. You better. guys still have that old that 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 warrior mentality, oh, man. You're coming this year. Last year you didn't. No, come. I'm not. You're At no, least be the coach, I, man. I, I, yeah, coach. It's on a no weekend. My weekends are tough. My <laughs> wife got me, dude. My wife, you don't understand. Stand up, man. Stand up, you know what I'm saying? Stand up. Let you met my wife. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. You met my wife. What do you mean stand up? What do you mean about stand up? <laughs> I'm just trying to get you in trouble, bro. I know, I know, you know the are. play. <laughs> I'm trying to get you in trouble, dog. <laughs> I walk in and I walk in and confront him like this. <laughs> time I leave, I'm like, <laughs> and the thing is, she'll raise her voice. She goes, "Well, okay, if that's <laughs> right." I'm like, "This ain't fair." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know how I lost it, but I did, and and I'm the bad one in the house. I'm the, I'm the bad one. Okay, I, I'm 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 the mean one. Everybody else, they can have their moods, uh, you know, they can speak their minds, but I got to keep mine in check. You see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. so, what something's wrong with this picture? And you know what? It, I think they're trying to get me. They're trying to get me committed. That's what it is. <laughs> committed. <laughs> they're trying to get me committed. It, bro, it, let, me, let me let me let me take that back, bro. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that. Huh? Don't do that, bro. Don't do. Don't you even say because you'll be you'll say something like, "Well, Barrett told me to stand up." Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's coming next. You know, honey, I was talking to Bear. Yeah, that's your first mistake. Oh. That was yeah. your first mistake talking to Bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, does Barrett does Barrett live here? Uh, no, nah, but 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 well, Barrett. No, no, this should go. Well, let me talk to Barrett. Uh, I'll, I'll get on phone. Uh, hello. hello? <laughs> you know what? He, you know what he do, Rob? Now, Trish. You know. You know, Digon Lion. I ain't never said anything. Like oh, that. he's gonna throw you under that bus. Your head will be spinning. You won't even know what hit you. Man. See, the next one I got to backed this. over you like five different right. times. <laughs> See, I got to try this next because my wife started talk, talking about how, you know, Rob is such a nice guy. He seems like such a nice guy. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I haven't used Rob's name yet. So I got to use Rob's name and no, see I'm, if that I'm works better than Ben. I, whatever you need to do, whatever helps you get through, you know, your situation, I'm good, man. Yeah, Rob, you I'm better not good. say that, Rob. Rob, don't say <laughs> yeah. that. Don't, don't say that to him, man. Hey, don't we got it on record. record. 12 14 on Tuesday. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. All right. Well, look, a lot going on here. Sixers lose. Look, they're going to have duds every once in a while. This one was a dud last night. And B played well, but he didn't get much help. But Harden, Harden played about as poor an NBA game as maybe he's ever played in his career. Uh, Two for 14, 0 for 6 from 3, one free throw attempt, five turnovers and five points. That's that's as bad as Harden's probably ever played in his life, uh, you know, let alone an NBA game. But – yeah, you know, Doc Rivers said afterwards his foot's hurting him. Okay, I don't know. But that you, you shouldn't lose to the Bulls there. And, and the problem is you're so tight in the race right now in the East that you need every win you can get. And granted, they've been playing awesome. It was it eight straight they had won? So it's, I'm not going to kill them. It was just one of those kind of bummer games. And B fouled out. It went to double overtime. They just didn't have enough. Uh, but they lose last night. Um, Phillies are nine days out. Did, have any? Have you guys ever asked you about this? Have you watched any of the World Baseball Classic? I a little bit, yes, a little bit, just a little bit. I, I, I you know, and I was going to talk to you guys about it yesterday, but I had to go to my doctor's appointment yesterday. But man, I, I I'm enjoying that, man. I, I like, I like that. You know, the, the world championship. Now, is it good for the players? Because some big time players getting hurt right now. Yeah, but I think it's good for baseball. I like it, man. I like it's. It. I, I think too. if it draws more 
interest from either kids or casual fans or fans who aren't maybe, a, uh, you know, big fans of the game and brings them in and helps to carry that over into the, the baseball season. I think it's great. I think it's great. It, it, look, that was exciting last night. Japan hit a walk off. It wasn't a home run. It was a double uh, basically against Mexico. And it was exciting. Like it's pretty cool tonight. The USA going for the, for the, the whole thing here, uh, the, the world title, whatever they call it. Uh, against Japan, and you could have Otani in relief going against Trout, two teammates. That's pretty freaking cool, man. Yeah, that's that's, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. Gonna dude. That's gonna be exciting. But it was a tough game, man. Mexico played hard; that they just didn't have enough, man. But Eagle, Japan, Eagles fan is crazy, man. He's he gonna put Harden was in playoff. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. We'll, we'll talk about it later. But that is everybody's greatest fear is. He's not going to show up in the playoffs, or he's going to be hurt in some way and not be himself. Hey, like, man, come on, man! Like I, I, I can't kill the guy right I'm now. I'm not he's here. Played, he's had an excellent year. He's played phenomenally uh, yeah. the, the past month and a half, two months, bro. Yeah. So, you know, long story long, it's going to be a long trip into the playoffs. I'm, I'm saying it right now. Man. You know, and and we joked unmercifully before Christmas about you know when when is he going to have the hamstring issue. And he has been there from start to finish up to no this question, point. No question. And there's no. And so I can't. I can't knock him. You know what? Every dog has its day. And the Sixers and Harden had an off night last night. Um, you know, like they've like Baron. You weren't on when we were talking about this yesterday. But I, I said two things. Number one, when we went on our one week hiatus prior to that, the Sixers were four and a half games out. Before last night game, they were within two games out and were in second place ahead of Boston, which has really stumbled over their last ten games. Okay, so they dropped a half game behind Boston after last night's loss. But they're still right there, bird dog in Milwaukee, neck and neck with Boston. And I still believe I, I want to have the number one seed. You know, I know you said just get into the playoffs any way you can. I want the number one seed because if I have to face Milwaukee or Boston in a finals, I want that seventh game. If there's a seventh game, I'd much rather have that game on my floor than to go into enemy territory and play that game there. There's no question about it. I like where the Sixers are right now. Um, it's going to be – I mean, this last, what, three weeks of the season, it's going That'd to be, be awesome. interesting in the East. Yeah. Well, Rob and I would, this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, man. So well, you did, but go ahead, bro. I, you know, we family. We family. You can do that. <laughs> oh, I'm on point today. Right, Get right. Because it's going to be a fire. long three hours a day. I see. I see. You're on fire. But what would you rather have? Then the yeah. number one seed in the East or both Harden and, 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 and B go into the playoffs healthy? Why can't I have both? Because you, bro, we're in Why Philly. Can't you can't both? have both. We, we, we do Philly, man. We're in Philly, so we can't have both, wait, man. Wait, wait, wait. Milwaukee's playing all their guns. Boston's playing all their guns. They're thinking they're going to be healthy when they get to the finish line. Why can't I have a healthy Sixers team and a race to the finish line? Why can't I have both? Because Why? we just can't. Because in order to win, um, in order to go into as a first, uh, number one seed, yes. you mean you have to play everybody as it's much as you Boston can. Boston and Milwaukee's doing it. Why can't I? And I'll tell you Bro, something. We can't Barrett. do that. Our guys can't do that, man. I don't and, want and, them to do that. And Barrett, I, I said this three weeks ago. I said it two weeks ago. I said it last week, and I said it yesterday. Watch out for the Knicks. Keep an eye on the Knicks. I think the Knicks right. are a dangerous team, even though they, they're up and down. But I'll tell you something. They're very athletic. They get up and down the floor. They can shoot. You know, they make they make a lot of mistakes. But since they made those trades and, and short up that team, yes. that's a dangerous team to watch. I agree. I'm telling you. I agree. Yeah. But I, agree. I want to be healthy, and I want it for number one seed. I can have it all if I want to. <laughs> no, you can't, man. It's we're in Philly, bro. You just can't. You, why do you think that? You know, that's, I'm, I'm – I'm, Somebody I, I, has to break this Philly jinx. 
Why can't right, it be well, this team? And that's the and that's the point right there. That's the point I'm trying to make, man. Go Lakers. Who's Tyler Bolish? Go what? Go Lakers. <laughs> man, get out of here with that mess. Go Lakers. Well, I I'll tell you what struck me. I'm watching last night. They they had a tribute to the 40th anniversary of the 83 team that won it. Doc and yep. all those guys. Yep. Okay, the real Doc, Dr. J. Yeah, okay, let's yeah, be Doc clear. Was there. Wow. I saw them all last night, man. I, I yeah, no, it was great. It was I saw but, them all last night. But what struck me is, and I'm not saying this in a mean way. It it like hit me as, as like Dr. J is my favorite athlete ever. Let me let me just be clear. He's my number one guy. Period. Um, and I loved that team. It's a shame though Mo, Moses passed away. It's, it was bummer. But and Billy Cunningham wasn't feeling well, so he wasn't there. But most of the other guys were there. But it struck me like how old these guys are. Like I'm looking at Doc and I'm looking at Bobby Jones and, and I'm like. Wow. And it's not a knock on them. It's just, it's been 40 years since this team won it. And Doc said it himself in his speech. He's like, 40 is way too many years, man. Like, like we need these dudes. Like, these dudes now need to do their thing. And he was kind of imploring them, like, come on, let's end this thing. This is ridiculous. It's been this long. But that's what struck me. I'm, I'm, I'm in the studio last night. And you know, look who walks in. I thought I do my I, I do my little um little hit, you know, yeah. to go into the birds huddle. Yeah. Birds huddle. I'm I'm doing a hit to you know for birds huddle and yeah. in the um in the Eagle well, not the Eagles, but uh the 76ers pre and post game, you know, mm-hmm. so they're pregame show. So I'm doing a little hit for him and look who walks in. Maurice Cheeks. Oh mm. man. And you know what I'm saying, just you know, just <sighs> looking at him, he's 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 definitely up yeah, there right now he's not a young man anymore yeah no he's not but you right. know still just as smooth you know what uh, I'm saying smooth like he was on the court man that walk yeah, he had he still yeah. got that walk yep. smooth walk and it, it it made me also think of man we're talking about going to the second round right that guy right there won it yep won mm-hmm. it all yes he did that's right you know yep. so i mean yeah you're right man absolutely why can't we have it all why yeah. can't we go in yes. healthy Yes. Why can't we, you know, be the number one seed? Yes. Why can't we have a, a, a you know, a, a player that's MVP? Why? Preach it. Why can't? Preach it. Preach yeah, it. You're right, Thank man. You. You're right. Thank you're right. You. I want it you're all. Right. I don't you're want right. any partials. And I that was me. All. I had a Negadelphia um, moment moment right there, and I apologize to everybody. You know, don't let I that happen again on this show. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that on it. I, I feel you. We don't have those kind of things here on this show. I feel you. Let's feed on this for just a moment. 1983 was 40 years ago. Yeah. Think about that. Yep. Wow. 40 yep. years ago. Where were you guys in 1983? Oh, uh, a young, a young lad. Yeah, I was, I was around. I was, uh, I, I actually went to the parade. Did I went really? to the parade. Yeah. Wow. I went to the parade. It was at the vet, believe it or not. It finished at the vet. That's where they, they finished it at the, cause I mean, they wanted it outside. It was warm, whatever, but yeah, Somehow, I don't know how my dad pulled this off, but he finagled us into the dugout in one of the dugouts. What? So we were in the dugout as the Sixers were were making the rounds, like on the baseball field on the turf. Or I guess I don't. I guess yeah, it was baseball during that time of year, and it was crazy, man. It was crazy. I remember I had this little this little broom, this little brush, like dustpan thing, but with the brush part of it, because they swept out the Lakers. We were all we were all waving the, the you know the, the brooms, but it was crazy, man. It really was. It was a wild time. But yeah, I was little. I was a little kid. I mean, the Sixers haven't won it in forty years. The Flyers have been forty eight. Forty eight years. Forty eight and forty for the for the two winter teams, man. I mean, that's just insane. Now I'm trying. I'm trying to figure this. I'm I'm looking now because I brought that up in 1983. I was working for CBS in Milwaukee, and I'm trying to and I'm trying to remember if, if that was the year. I was I came here for the first time ever to Philadelphia. They played Milwaukee in a game seven. And Milwaukee, the Bucks were one of the favorites to go to the finals that year. And Milwaukee came in here and lost that game seven. 
And I was sitting right there courtside underneath the basket. Yeah, that was in 83 because they okay, beat the Bucks in five games in 83. Okay. It, they played the Bucks a lot during those days, Derek. It might have yeah, been like did. it might have even been 82 or 80. Well, 81. it was a year I was working in Milwaukee because I was working for CBS in Milwaukee from 82 to 87. It was probably 82. Okay, 82 then. Yeah, they yeah. came in and lost that game, and I was like, Wow. Yeah, like First I think I was in, I was in sixth grade. I think I I, I think <laughs> that's, I'm not trying to make you feel old, but I, I'm just I, what I'm pointing out is how long it's been. Wow. Know, more than anything else. So yeah, yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a bit. Yeah, I was just a wee little lad. Yeah, Barrett, Barrett was a twinkle in somebody's yeah, eye. He was out there, he was out there <laughs> hanging outside of White Castle trying to get free burgers. <laughs> uh, bro, you just don't know, man. Yeah. Did you did you indulge in your White Castle during the uh, off week? Did you did you get your White Castle? No, on? there were no White Castles in Florida. Oh. You know, um, I didn't drive up the road because I was basically, you know what, on this off week, I really did some stuff around the house. I worked on my truck, you know, got my yeah. truck, had to, you know, staycation a little, little, yeah, a little wiring issue on my truck. So, you know, work that out, man, work the bugs out there, put a new stereo system in it, put new carpet in it. So, yeah, man, I mean, she's ready to rock now, bro. I mean, it's, it's, it's looking good. So now I can tow my boats around. So um, in the midst of doing that. On 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 Wednesday, oh, on Wednesday, yeah, I um, I went out and got a, a a bobcat. Okay, you know a bobcat. Mm. Bobcat's like a little tractor thing. Yeah, lawnmower. You know, yeah. Buck- yeah, no, it's not. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a lawnmower. This is a um a bucket. You know, oh, yeah, uh, a bucket. Yeah, with this with this yeah. scoop shovel and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, an yeah, excavator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, I bought that's water. money right there, Rob. No, okay. because it's, it, I told you I get everything old, so I get it at a discount price. It's a nineteen ninety. Ah, diesel, two cylinder diesel. So you know it's it's, it's an M five hundred, nineteen ninety M five hundred. The guy that I bought it from, it was such a cheap price, man. It was fifteen hundred dollars. Those things just not cheap. even, not even you know, not even close to being working. They're like five, six grand. You know what I'm saying? Even with the Better motor blown in them. Well, this motor's it. not blown. The motor's fine. But the pump broke on it, and I, I saw the reason why the pump broke. I didn't say I didn't tell the guy when I was looking at it, but he bought it from a guy that used um, piping to for the hydraulics, piping that you you put you know that you run common wires through. Mm. So of course it's gonna leak everywhere. And the guy that he brought it to a mechanic, took it apart and never put it back together. He was like, you know what, forget it, and 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 I got it for that cheaper price. So all I do is buy a uh, buy a pump for it. Pump will cost me three hundred bucks. Get all new wiring. I mean, uh, all new uh, hoses. You know, make sure that these hoses aren't, you know, conduit uh, piping, but make sure that they're hydraulic piping. And I mean, I, I make a couple, you know, hydraulic lines. And here I got a, a truck. You know, sand it down, paint it. And I got a, a new truck that I can use around the yard now. Nice. So basically, you duped some guy. Probably needed the money. You oh, duped geez. and got it a lot cheaper than you. Could. That's why. <laughs> Here. That's what I'm hearing anyway. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, throwing we all in front of company, D girl. We all in front of company right now. You're gonna do you that. You brought it up. You talking about I didn't tell him. I saw what the problem was, but I didn't tell that guy probably needed some extra cash and you duped that man out of his money. Oh my god. That is oh terrible, man. I mean, and though the guy that he, he owned a um he owned a, a nursery, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For, for a tree nursery, man. You gonna do it all in front of company. Come on now, you know, duck is like dang, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even 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 John Dickerson's probably like, man, D gun sold you out. John Dickerson, hey Bobcat or a Cougar. Ain't no Cougar. Go ahead on. Cougar. 
What are we talking about? Zach Wilson? Oh, oh man. All right, let's, let's step aside and let's come back and let's dig into the Eagles here, guys. They, they made a couple of moves. Uh, they made one yesterday. They made one right before we went on the air today. And uh, CJ GJ can't stop talking or tweeting and then deleting tweets. It's, it's just he's nonstop. So we'll get into that. A Bijan Robinson visit to Philadelphia. What does that mean? Um, and we'll get into all these kind of things. There's a lot of Eagle stuff to dive into when we come back. Mike Kay from the Charlotte Observer used to cover the birds. We'll talk to him not only about everything that's going on in, in Charlotte with the Panthers, because there's a lot. Also what you know his take is on the Eagles, because as of, you know, up until last year, he was still covering the Eagles. So he's very, very close to everything that's happening. So a lot to do. Don't go anywhere. D Gun, B Brooks, R Ellis. We are. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk a little Bravo Pizza. Yes, Bravo Pizza. We welcomed them to the program yesterday, my good friends over there at Bravo Pizza in Havertown. Um, just amazing. As, as I mentioned yesterday, I've been going there since I was a kid, literally. Um, they've been family-owned since 85. Alex and his crew, they're open seven days a week. Um, the food is fresh. And what I mean by that is you're not going to walk in there with some heat lamp over everything. No. Scrap it every single day. You're getting fresh food, and you know that when you go in there to sit down to eat or pick it up or whatever the case may be. It's not just sitting under some heat lamp. They have 20 different 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. I love the upside down. It's my favorite. It's not even close, which my favorite is. I go in there. They know upside down. Let's go. Boom. In and out of there, and it's unbelievable. The customer service is unreal. But the other thing in addition to the 20 pizzas is they have what you call uh, that you name it, they'll make it. Okay. When it comes to pizza, you want to get a little crazy, get a little unique, something out of the box a little bit. Bravo pizza in Havertown will accommodate, but it's not just pizza. It's fresh pasta. It's sandwiches. It's salads. It's wraps. It's wings. You name it. I've had all of it and it crushes. It absolutely crushes. But the other great thing about Bravo pizza is they're committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for little leagues, proceeds go to those organizations. Now, easy to follow along because there's specials every single day. And the way to do it, just go to their Instagram or Facebook page at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown for all the daily promotions and specials. Address 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza. Havertown. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say... We got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more. Here, imaginations run wild. 
and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. What is up, friends? We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett, Derek, Rob, hanging out on this Tuesday with you. All right, so let's hit some birds stuff here, guys. They signed right before, as I mentioned, we uh, we got underway today with the program. They signed a linebacker from the Bears, Nicholas Morrow. Nicholas Morrow last year for Chicago, 116 tackles, 11 tackles for losses. Uh, the scouting report is he is essentially better in coverage. Than he is against the run. He played four his first four years in Oakland. Uh, well, Oakland for three, and then it was Vegas for one. Uh, and then he moved over to Chicago last year. Uh, career, as I mentioned, five uh, seasons in total. Um, all told, he's got 102 tackles. Depending on how you look at it, some of those are assisted tackles that I mentioned, you know, for this past year. But that's the uh, that's what you get with him. He is six foot two twenty five. He's 27 years old, uh, comes out of Greenville is where he went to college. He grew up uh, in Huntsville, Alabama. He was, um, you know, he's a guy who, who is, I think, a solid pickup is the way I would categorize it. He isn't a pro bowler or anything like that, but solid. Here's what it tells me. Now, he made 11 tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Okay. Yep. And how many total tackles did he have? 116. So that tells me those numbers can be a little funky. Yeah. That tells me 105 tackles probably with downfield. If he's not good against a run, but he's good in coverage, it tells me he has speed, but he's not stout enough to hold the line of scrimmage. Um, And we don't need that because we already had a a defense that was number one suspected times in defending the run and number two tackling was not just a job. It was an adventure with this defense in a lot of cases. So if this is a guy who's better in coverage, we don't need better in coverage linebackers. We need guys that can blow up the hole. Yep. Am I right or wrong, Mr. Brooks? Well, you know, it didn't move the meter for me when we got him, but you never right. know. What I will say is um, 
we need we need guys to come in. They they got to fill a ninety man roster. Yes. Now, if we get a dominant and rough out of that ninety man roster, we'll see what he's bringing to the table. I don't know just yet, but at least we're getting guys that can at least play to have some reps. See, I'm all about impact tackles. I told you guys what impact tackles are. Impact tackles are tackles that are three yards before or three yards after the line of scrimmage. When you can make plays like that, I've seen a lot of ta- guys like Singleton. What's this, Singleton? Remember Singleton? Yeah, get, uh, with, with the Broncos. He'd yeah. have like 150 tackles. Yep. But they'd be 10 yards down the field. Right. Yes. I don't need those type of stats. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He's a I converted safety, guys. He was he, he was When he was drafted in college, he came out as a safety. What tells me he Kazir, yeah, that's Kazir. I mean, Kazir White. Kazir, very similar. You're right, yes. Barrett. So they, they, uh, the Raiders converted him. He missed his last year in Oakland, which was the 21 season. He missed the entire year with a broken ankle, and then he played last year with the Bears. So he might have some potential, man. I mean, mm-hmm. 116 tackles is nothing to sneeze at. Who, who knows? No matter where they are, but you know, it's, it's. I need impact tacklers. I need you know because right now I'm, I'm known to Kobe. I know for a fact. I don't. I can't know for a fact because he hasn't done it enough. I know that Nicobe can play. We know he can play. We definitely know that. Him being a starter in the NFL is a lot different from him being even at you know the University of Georgia, where you know the SEC. You got to be a, a baller to be in the in the SEC if you're going to be good. If you're worth your salt, he was a number one linebacker in the SEC at the, um, when he came out last year. He was able to sit down, see what the league was all about. Had some pretty good guys in front of him. Given opportunity, he went out and made some plays when he had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we know he can play. Is he big enough? He's been this size his whole life, as he stated before. So we'll see what, what's going on. But I, I, I need, I need some guys that are going to flash. And I was looking at, you know, I was looking at linebackers in, in the draft. There's a couple guys that move the needle, but it's not like I've seen before, like when Queen was coming out and all those guys were coming out. I don't mm-hmm. see necessarily those type of linebackers. A lot of rush ins, a lot of edge players, but I don't see the big time middle linebacker s type of player. There's one kid out of Arkansas, plays outside linebacker, long, lanky kid, uh, played at Alabama, didn't get any reps, goes to Arkansas, balls out hmm. in the SAC, becomes all SEC. But we'll see, we'll see. In fact, let me look at a. I was uh looking it up in this draft report, man. While you look it up, the uh the Colts gave Gardner Minshew three point five uh yeah. for twenty twenty three at two million available in playing incentive. So that could get up a little bit, but he got, that, he got that's dirt cheap to get him. That's yeah, it's cheap. for but yeah. It's... Yeah, the kid's name is um Drew Sanders from Arkansas. Okay. Okay. Six foot four, two hundred and thirty three pounds. Six four. Yeah, six foot four. Rangy guy. I can see him coming at. He's a first round. He's a first round. Um, he's a first round guy. Yeah, first round guy. Or the kid from uh, Clemson, uh, Trenton Simpson. Now yeah. Trenton Simpson is a is an athlete. He can run. He can play. Uh, you know, he's somebody I, I look at in that first round. Also, not necessarily around ten. Both of these guys are gonna be after ten. I'll tell you what's a shame. Not shame, but uh, Jeremiah Trotter's kid's only a sophomore. I know. Had he I been know. a had he had another year under his belt and was eligible to come out, how freaking cool would that have been? To have Trot Trot's kid as a as a linebacker with the Eagles, man. That would have been he, unbelievable. He had an it's his sophomore year started a little bit slowly, then he went bananas. He went off the, the yep. rest of the year. He's gonna be a beast. So is the young one who's going to West Virginia. Look out, you know, for yep. both of those guys. Um 
Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It's going to be interesting, uh, the the linebacker spot. Let me throw this one at you guys. This is a little bit curious. Bijan Robinson visited Philadelphia yesterday. They get 30 uh, looks at, at prospects that they can bring in, and he's one of them. So what do we make of this with the number 10 and number 30 pick? Yeah, we brought him and he got a free chip here. Well, <laughs> he, he got to see Philadelphia for the first time. Probably saw the Liberty Bell, Independence Hall, all that good stuff. <laughs> you too. Uh, <laughs> I already know where this is going. But, uh, you know, I, I inquired about his presence here, and, I, and the question I asked was, I know you wouldn't consider a running back at number 10, but what at number 30? And the response I got was, we will not – we're not taking a running back in the first round. No matter so where it is. Anybody who's thinking that they're going to take a running back in the first round. Uh, now, the second, third, or fourth round, if that kid slips down the board, that's a little bit different. But they, if they stay at 10 and 30, they're not taking a running back in the first round. Period. So no. I hate to burst your bubble, but uh, you know me. I'm going to give it to you like it is. Yeah, my, my bubble's not burst. I, and when I, I say your bubble, I mean people we in knew. general. We knew. No, I, I, about... wouldn't, I wouldn't spend a first-round pick on a, on a running back, not no. in this day and age. I, I, you can get no. quality later. You can get quality. Well, in... Even even in the second round, you know, Miles Sanders, you know, potentially. He lived up his potential really only one year, well, one and a half, his rookie year and um, half last his rookie year, year and yeah. last year. But – I, it, it, as for him being a starter, I mean, I would, I would, Jameer Gibbs, running back from Alabama, mm-hmm. I'd more be more apt to get him late in the second than getting, you know, a guy like you know Brian Robinson, Bijan Robinson, Bijan Robinson in the, in the um in the first round because he's gonna go high. He he might not make yeah. it out. He might not make yeah. it to ten. That's the thing. Like someone's grabbing him. Like I there, I wouldn't even see if the Eagles stood pat at thirty. He's not gonna reach thirty. No, no, no. chance. No, yeah, no shot. If I'm looking for a running back in in the second, third, fourth, fifth round, any running back that's that's played for Georgia, Alabama, Florida, Ohio State, uh, one of those schools, I'm considering seriously any running back that has played for any one of those programs. I got to take a serious look at because more times than not, I'm not saying they're going to be Hall of Fame running backs, but early on in their careers, they're going to be a good addition to your backfield. I don't know. Played out of those programs. So those two schools in particular, you know, even Texas, you know, when you got a running back outside of Bijan, because they're not taking them in the first round again, let me emphasize that they're not going to take a running back in the first round. They have other needs they have to address more so than a running back. You know, you already brought it. You got Rashad Penny. You got Gainwell. You got Boston Scott. You're probably going to get another veteran somewhere, or you're going to draft a running back in the later rounds. The only problem is unless the Eagles, because they missed out on compensatory picks, they, you know, they're going to be loaded with compensatory yeah, picks next year. But this year, it's 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 that Mojave Desert. After the first two rounds, <laughs> you got to sit there until round seven, okay? So unless you can find a way to finagle some more draft picks, you're probably not looking at a running back until late, you know. In, I'll in give the, you my pick. Who? K-State's finest in the seventh round. Deuce Vaughn. Oh, man. Really? He, he, yeah, okay. I love him, but he's like one foot three, man. <laughs> he makes Darren Scrolls look like a, a, a behemoth. That dude is small, Darren. <laughs> he's ain't one foot three. Oh, my God. He's small. I love him. He's tough. He is, man, but he's a muscle, man. But, you know, maybe gets lost somewhere. You know, we don't and, need any more little dudes, man. We already got he, one. Little, little. Like, he's little. He's scared. not a crash. He's not a crash dummy, though. I mean, he, can, he can return. Oh, no, I'm not saying Turner. No, I'm not saying that, man. He won't be like a crash dummy like we've said for the rest of our returners, you know. We already have a five, six running back, man. We don't need one shorter than that. His, his, (laughs) look, he's, he's, I just love him because he can't stick it. Five foot five. 
and five, that, five. which means he's five three. Yeah, exactly. One seventy five. One sixty five. Buck sixty. Yeah. And he runs a four four forty. Four four five four five five. Uh, <laughs> I, we're just uh, destroying this guy. He is good. No, no, no. Good. no I'm good. saying he might make it in the NFL. I mean, look at Darren Sproles. Sproles was five six. Yeah. Look, he had he had a long yeah. illustrious career. He, they found his niche. He's not, but this guy, you know, Deuce will not be a Donnell Pumphrey. Believe that. No, I believe that. I believe that. I don't know how Donnell Pumphrey was that no, good because no, he was. You know what? I can't figure out how he was good in college either. I never saw a guy. Well, so first of all, that. look at the conference he played in. Okay, I, I still, know, still. I mean, Marshall Falk played there. Yes, that's what I'm saying, man. This I mean, the kid we got now was from there. Don't you? Let me ask you something. Like when you. Because I know Barrett, we, I know this because we were standing next to each other, both like, oh my God. But like, do you, the coaches had to be like, what is this? Like, what did you give us, scouts? You, can't, you knew right away he had no shot. Hold on, hold on. Rob looked at me. I looked at Rob. <laughs> because here's what it looks so bad. I'm like, wait a minute. My trained eye is not what Barrett's trained eye is. Maybe I'm not seeing something. Like, I, I would have said, Barrett's like, nah, dude, I know it looks bad, but. No, Barrett was like, dude, it's bad. You should have saw the look. He, 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 he gave me the look like. I was like, oh. He, he, he was like. Because we stood, we were right in, in his little station area. And we were watching them. It was They were doing other stuff and they were scrimmaging. And it, and it looked awful. He yeah. looked awful. And I, whoa. Anyway. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'd have gave you something like, yeah, man, but he could. I was like, bro, it's, it's bad, bro. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> That's what I knew it. I'm like, all right. Um, all right. So that, that was the other thing. But can someone, can somebody get to, to CJGJ? Okay. So like, like a couple things. No, seriously. The, the, the strangest – here's what I don't understand. And, and, and this is like – I get some of this as a byproduct just of social media. I, I, I Believe me, I get it, okay? But but a piece of this thing – like he's on this whole thing now where now the fans didn't want him. They disrespected him, and he's, he's deleting tweets and, you know, all this other stuff. Like, first of all, what fans were, were screaming for them to get rid of CJG? Exactly. Exactly. Like I get everybody to a man who's saying sign him. Yes, bring, bring him, him back. back. Bring him back. Yes. So you know, again, I don't know if there's like one. If, if you're taking one out of a five hundred thousand or whatever, and you're pick, singling that up, but like, come on, dude, stop. Like, there stop wasn't a one. The leading. There wasn't a one, man. It, everybody, everybody, till he 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 went on and, and, and said that you know, oh, you know, that the Eagles disrespecting. Respected him, was on his bandwagon. Right. I've never seen something shift as fast as it did with CCGJ because they shifted on him real quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they were like, you know, oh, I'm glad he's out of here. <laughs> he was the savior at first, but now I'm glad he's out of here. You know, it's like it's two things. It's like it's the whole like getting dumped syndrome. Like you feel like you know somebody breaks up with you. You know you don't. You're, you're like I don't need them anyway. You know or right, whatever. Right, right, it's right. that. But before that happened. Nobody was saying we don't need CJ. Everybody uh, wanted him. He was the number one C- guy to sign back. Yes. CJ did this to himself. Soon as he found out he wasn't getting the money, he wasn't getting anywhere near Jesse Bates' money. CJ lost his mind. And I blame it on his agency for not being able to reel him in. First of all, th- then you look at what the agency put now, out they're, there. They're, they're, they're saying they're two peas in it's a pod. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he's his own worst enemy. Yep. You know, and, and again, what did I say yesterday, Rob? 
What did the Saints know that nobody else knew? Because you're thinking as we watched this dude make the transition from corner to safety for the Eagles and got so much better. Man, why did the Saints let this guy go? Now yeah. we know. Well, you know, and, and we hear stories about you got to protect CJ from himself. Right, right, right. See what I'm saying? See, that's the thing right there. You know, we don't know what happened inside the locker room because evidently they didn't want to give him the money that he thought he should be owed because evidently it was a locker room problem. I'm not saying it was, but, you know, evidently there was something that they knew about his who he was that wouldn't allow them to sign him for the money he was wanting. You know, they, they said, all right, we're going to give you this, but if you don't take this, all right, we're, we're, we're good at what we have right now because evidently he's not he's he's not anybody that um that they would like to have, you know, on, on the team. You know, evidently it was it was worse than what we thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I, it's going to be interesting monitoring what goes on there with him. Uh, but, moving but, forward. But, but for him to put out there in a tweet, he believes that um, Detroit starting 22 is better than Eagles starting 22. Yeah, that's stupid there. That's, yeah, he said I mean, he said this what we have now is better than the yeah. 22 Eagles roster. That's what he how, said. How dumb can you be? A team that went 14 and 3, two of those losses were without Jalen Hurts playing. They could have easily been a 16 and 1 team. So he puts it out there and somebody obviously got to man put the, take that down. Yeah. Take what are you doing? Take that down. But it's what he always does. He does. He fires off without thinking and then somebody tries to reel him in. And then he pulls it back. Like, dude, everybody screen captures, every screenshots, everything. So well, this and plus with him going out and giving stupid tweets like that, there's somebody always on his thing. That's why I tell people, even even I go to schools these days and I talk to kids and I tell them, look, once you sitting out there, it's privileged to the seven billion people in this world. Yeah. yeah and man. everybody's yeah. always trying to keep a, an accurate record on everything that happens, bro. Um, looking at CJGJ, this is who he's always been, but that locker room was able to hide a lot of the, you know, yeah, yeah. hide a lot of the inequities that a lot of these players have. You know, the culture there. That's why I say I don't mind the kid from from um Georgia coming here because I I know that this locker room can handle those type of of um people in the locker room. You know, yeah. they can they can handle a guy that you know doesn't necessarily work hard, but is just a phenomenal talent, does stupid stuff. We can reel them back in in this locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, we'll we'll see what ends up happening. But but I mean, I, you know, you're talking about an Eagles roster that had Hertz, who, who was a runner-up MVP, yeah. had two thousand-yard receivers, a tight end who's a top three-ish, you know, four game top, top five guy in the in the league, an offensive line that you know it, it was it, it fully intact last year, the best in the game, and then a defense that came in what second all-time in sacks. Yep. You know, a secondary that he was in with Slay, with, you know, with Bradbury, with Epps, with Avante Maddox. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on, man. Like, Detroit's made great strides, props. But if you're really comparing Detroit's roster last year, and Detroit gave the Eagles a game, no doubt. But if you're comparing them over the span of an entire season, including the playoffs, which Detroit didn't make, it's laughable. And now, that's because, that's because his feelings are hurt. Now, and, 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 you They've know. improved themselves this year. There's no doubt by adding him it's just in and of itself. He's a really good player, but but even right without there. him, though, even without him, he they're they're still they were still going to be a team that's up and coming. Yes. You know, they they their their offensive line they're built great in the trenches. You know, and that's that's the mark of, of being a great team. You know, defensive line, offensive line are, are pretty good. Yeah, their quarterback is still pretty. Jared Goff is playing 
very well for them. They have, you know, St. Brown. They have some players that can play. You know what I'm saying? They're their first rounder last year, kid from St. Louis, you know, yeah. with Alabama. He, he, they have some gunners that can go out there and play. Sure. It's just, you know, they're in a conference that's terrible too. You know what I mean? Yeah, their division's you know, terrible. You're yeah, right. I mean the division is. I mean the, the division is terrible. It's so gonna be bad. Yeah. They're they they they're gonna be okay. They're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Are they better than the Eagles? Not even close. No. Not even no. close. No. Yeah, I'm with you. No. I'm with you. Well, he won't be walking back through. He'll be a free agent next year. He won't be walking back through that door next year. Well, his well, agent won't be walking through the door either. <laughs> no. Well, that's the other part of this thing. Like, okay, if you if he's sort of angry at the Eagles, I get it. But it wasn't like there were all these other teams knocking down your door. You took a one-year, $8 million deal with Detroit. So where were all the other teams in terms of your value? Yes. Right, right. You should be mad at everybody. Well, you know, do they not understand that the market for, actually for the secondary period was was bad, man? It was. It was, you know, they, you know even, you know, guys that could play play, that, that have shown can cover. Just weren't getting the deals that um, they thought they were going to get this year. Free agency. Slay, Slay saw it off top. Yeah, he did. Slay looked and said, oh, let me bring my butt right back. Uh, James Bradbury, too. Oh, let me come on right back. At least I got a shot here at winning. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, I was listening to Hugh Douglas. You know, I, I don't do that much, but I listen to Hugh this time. And Hugh said something that, that kind of impacted me. He said that defenses are a luxury. Offenses win in the NFL, and that really meant something. I'm like, dang, you got something there. You Coming from a defensive player, too. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. from a defensive player saying that they're a luxury, mm. offenses win in the NFL. And I'm like, you're, you're right, you're right. I mean, it's this offense. Usually, it's the defense carrying the offense. When I played, our defense carried our offense. We had a young quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, and we had a running game. But for the most part, those guys on the defensive side of the ball carried that Steeler team. Hmm. So how things have changed, the tide has turned. You know, you got to be able to stop offenses. These And, and the offenses are hard to stop. They are. Very they are. hard. Whether well, quarterbacks are. I think in terms of just paid, it's clear. It's defensive line. Right. Look at what Hargrave got. Look at what yeah. edge rushers get. That's why the, the Hassan Reddick deal is a steal. I'm trying to forget who well, that just came to the Texans. He got I me. Mean, he was just an arrow. He was a run stopper and yeah. got pass rusher type money. Yeah. But that's well, what some that. linebackers get paid also. You know, you like look at Baltimore Smith type yep, level. Dude, Baltimore, but, not, yep. but you're right, Derek. I mean, but I'm just, I, I was really surprised at how little safeties or corners got. Not a lot of corners got great money. No out there. I thought well, Bradbury you, would get way better money. I didn't do, Well, you know what? And, and I go back to what I said yesterday. He might have had better money offers, Rob, but they were from teams. You look at the teams at the top of the salary cap that had $78, 98000000 million. Does a James Bradbury want to go to Chicago right now at 30 years of age when he came that close to winning a Super Bowl? Right. And right. you take a look at the reality. I mean, you know, yes, this might be he, – he might have turned out – he might have been offered double what he signed for in Philadelphia. We don't know. But the bottom line is I'm in a situation where I have another chance in a conference to get back to that Super Bowl again, and maybe we can rectify what we didn't do in 2022 and win that chip. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? This is the destination point. Yeah. People want to play with Jalen Hurts now. Yeah. Do I want to go to Houston, Chicago, Atlanta? And I don't know for sure those are teams that offered him money. But I'm saying that to me the reason he came back here in a hurry was he wasn't getting money from – he wasn't getting these offers from like – Kansas City, 
you know, one of these upper echelon teams. These were teams that were looking to rebuild and change the complexion of their team. Can why you come in and help us out? Yeah. yeah. Right. Can you come in and help us out? No, you know what? I'm not I'm at this. If I'm 25, I take the money and run. Right. But at 30, especially for a cornerback, when I'm close to the end of my career, more so than the beginning. Yeah. I want to put myself in a position to win that chip, something I may never get another chance at again. Right, right. That's a good point. Right, right. And, and take it a step further. You, you know what the culture is here with this team. Like, yes. you know what you're getting. It's not a grass is always green. It's not like, I don't know what I'm walking into there. You exactly. know what it is. Here. Yeah. Yes. It's a great point. I think it's a great point. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, look, there, the market was weird. Like, there was some overpays in some areas and some, way under pace and i and i think it caught some agents off guard a little bit yeah frankly, mm-hmm. it was, you know and barry you know it's their job to know that and i think it, they were kind of like that's why there was some that's why the whole slate thing was so weird it was it was definitely weird you know but once you once you really looked at it you know look at what transpired you know for, before before slay and 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 you know bradbury decided to come back you know in in dallas they went out and, and they signed, you know, um, what's his name from from the Colts, uh, uh, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, and we're talking about a guy that was All Pro. Um, he was close to being Defensive Player of the Year. That's how good he was. Was he Defensive Player of the Year? I think he was close to being Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, talk about last year. You're just saying was he? No, man, was was uh, was. Yeah, was. I, I, I but don't still know. a really really good corner, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. And he got traded for, you know, a, a box of uh, bottle rockets and, you know what I'm saying, and, and some, you know, some yeah. some flash, you know, bombs and stuff. You know, bottle they, rockets. You know, it was nothing, man. You know what I'm saying? He got nothing, man. He got, they got nothing for him. It, uh, what was it, a six and a seven? Or yeah, very, eight. very little. Yeah. So, you know, to have that type of corner, man, and quietly, they're doing something down in Dallas on the defensive side of the ball, bro. Mm-hmm. Them signing back Wilson was huge. You know, he, it was. he was the guy I talked about a lot, man. I like his yep. game, bro. Yep. I like his game. Yeah. Covers ground, hits, you yeah. know, smart, instinctive player. Yes. Well, let, let's let's do this. Let's come back and let's look at what the NFC East has done. You mentioned Stefan Gilmore. They they traded for Brandon Cooks. Dallas did, you know, yeah. what, what the Giants have done, what Washington's done in comparison to what the Eagles have done. So why don't we do that when we come back? We'll dig a little bit further into this uh, with the NFC and the Eagles. Do remember, 2 o'clock, Mike Kay from the Charlotte Observer. We'll talk to him about what the Panthers are doing, the NFC, the NFC South, and the Eagles, of course. We'll do all that, get a little bit more into the Sixers, the Phillies. Uh, but we got a lot to do. Don't go anywhere. That's Barrett. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to talk Jim Murray, Principal Financial Group. Yes, because finding that right person, the person you trust more than anything else with your hard-earned money can be a challenge. And it took me a long time to find the right person. I finally did, and I want to turn that person on to you. And that's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. It could be any number of things, you know, retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business. You're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground. could be any of those and more. They're all resources that Jim can help you with. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be as well. Just give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. And you know what? If you're not really sure, just give him a call anyway for a consultation. You can email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. 
Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Is the best vacation one that you find? Or one you get lost in? One that takes you to new heights? Or reminds you to go with the flow? To get your feet wet and your wheels spinning? One that lets you find your own rhythm? Or get carried away? Find the best of yourself. Get lost in the woods. Plan your stay in the Wildwoods today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Tuesday, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, 2 o'clock. Mike K at 2 o'clock. He'll be joining us. All right. So, from an Eagle standpoint, guys, let's jump into the losses and the and the ads here. They lost Hargrave. They lost CJGJ. They lost Edwards, White, and Epps. That's five players on the defensive side of the ball. They also lost their offensive coordinator – or the defensive coordinator, excuse me – and their offensive coordinator, but they're defense. I'm just doing the defense right now. DC linebacker coach, secondary coach, and then Joe Casper. I forget what was he the, the assistant secondary coach. I forget what he was. Anyway, lost a good amount. Okay, and then you go to the other side. They've lost Sayamalo. They've lost Miles Sanders. You know uh, Zach Pascal, uh, Andre Dillard, among others. There's been a decent amount of turnover. Now they brought back some some really quality players too, and they added some pieces. You know, Rashad Penny, 
uh, was added as the as one of the running backs. You know, and, and they're still working on some pieces. The signing they they made today with Nicholas Morrow, uh, among others. You look at where the Eagles are. Let, let me start there, and then we'll get to the other teams in the um, because right now we don't know who the starting safeties are going to be necessarily. Is Reed Blankenship good enough to be considered a starter? That's Lying the big back, thing right there, man. Yeah, I I can't say he is. I mean, right. I don't know. I, I didn't see enough to feel confident he's a starter. Right, right. And people are acting like, oh, this guy's the savior. I'm like, bro, he had, he had two really good games. And I'm not going to hate on him, man. He had two he had two really good games. He came in, he filled in admirably for a guy who never took NFL snaps. A guy that undrafted, came in, turned our eyes. I just knew during the preseason that every time he had an opportunity, he flashed with the ugliest number in the world. He had some 40 number. Remember that? 49 or something. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was just an ugly number. He made that number flash. And when you can do that, man, he stayed around because they cut some they, – they cut Harris over him. Yeah, yeah. They did. started exactly. from the year before. Yeah. They cut him over him. So we know he can play. We know that for a fact. Where is he as far as his development and being um, an everyday starter? We'll see. I mean, he has great size. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's fast enough. We'll see. He does have game speed. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. You know if he's fast enough to be that big play guy. Yeah. You know, in order to be that 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 center safety, bro, you got to be able to make plays and and, and run. Mm-hmm. And I think he got he got he got shown a little bit by you know a, a, a really good quarterback. But he also got a pick from a really good quarterback. A Rod kind of showed him, that, you know, he's pretty good. But then he picked him off. But then the young boy came in, love, yeah, and then beat him a couple times, you know. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I like that we have an opportunity. We have people there in place. We do have people in place. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and look, other why, than Nicobe Dean, linebackers a question too. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, you know, we keep saying <clears throat> Nicobe Dean, Nicobe Dean, this, but I think Nicobe Dean's going to have to go through some growing pains also. Because he, he did not play as much. He showed one game where he had 14, excuse me, 14 tackles. Um, he has a capability. But you've got to do it over a 17 game. And that's why I think this entire uh, season moving forward, as we talk about this from now to September, there's so much intrigue with this team. Is this revamped defensive coaching staff the right mixture of coaches to get the maximum potential out of what they will be working with. Will this defense come anywhere near close to what it was? We don't know. Reed Blankenship, everybody's high on Reed Blankenship. He showed flashes. But you know what's going to happen? As coordinators get more and more footage on individuals as well as schemes, there's certain aspects that are going to be exploited. And that's with any team in the league. You know, how do they, you know, the point counterpoint is how do they respond to that? If they attack a certain aspect of Blankenship's game, can he cover it enough to be effective more so than not? Because we've seen cornerback safeties sometimes get constantly picked on for a reason in a season mm-hmm. because they don't make the adjustments. They don't have it within them. They're not getting coached up properly to make the necessary adjustments to get better. So that's why I said this, this whole team now, you know, we were salivating at the prospects of what this team was in 2022, and lo and behold, they exceeded everybody's expectations in terms of the numbers they put up. 2023 is such a such a mystery in terms of what we're going to see individually and collectively from this team. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I can't wait to get it going, man, because we'll see. We'll start seeing a little bit of it once camp starts and seeing what they're saying. Um, see who's going to be playing where. How are they going to optimize these guys, you know, playing talent? This is where, you know, this is where, you know, the, the you know, teams start seeing where these guys are going to be. They'll start seeing the defense, you know, because I don't know what the heck we're going to see from this side. And that's my biggest question. Not even the players, you know, because you could probably fit in players and you can maximize players um, by how you coach. But who is Sean Desai? I don't yeah, know. Exa- there you go. Yeah. There you go. No, you know what I'm saying? How good is he a coach? Can he get that message to his players? Mm-hmm. We don't know that yet. We don't know it yet, man. Yeah. And, and, and in the- his defense, he's taking over a defense that's going to look pr- a lot different than the yeah. than last year. Way different. And it's going to take time. It's going to take time. And not only that, but how quickly will players either buy into what he's doing or turn up their noses at what he's doing. We, you know, these these players nowadays, it's a different breed, man. And if you don't have instant results, all of a sudden you get start you get players start looking at coaches side eyed. And the, and the bigger problem is when they start mumbling under their breaths and their teammates start to hear it, they start mm. speaking the same language. Mm. So instead of having one or two disgruntled players, now you got a whole unit that's disgruntled. Mm. Exactly. And start blocking out whatever message the coach is trying to deliver. Mm-hmm. And so that's something <laughs> you have to guard against. If Sean decides doesn't hit the ground running and these dudes don't buy into it right away, I mean, you know, Fletcher Cox's, Bradbury, Slays, you know, Brandon, Brandon Graham is, is an exception to the rule because Brandon Graham is going to be positive no matter what. Right, right. It could be it could be a 100-foot – you know, a tsunami wave coming, he's going to find some kind of positivity out of it. You know, but, but but most players nowadays, if they don't see instant results, man, they start grumbling real quick now. You heard Fletcher Cox. You heard Fletcher Cox. But one thing I'll, I'll, I'll say this. When you look at the side and you look at the defense you're going to run, we don't know. So how no. in the heck do they know who to draft? That's yeah. the hard thing. Yeah, well, I mean, look, some of it is just there's clear needs – and I know you don't always want to go about it that way, but let's face it. You need, there's a lot they need. Actually, you need linebackers. You need, you need safeties. safeties you need, uh, you really, I mean, you can make a case for edge rusher. Cause you don't know what Derek Barnett's going to look like coming back. And Brandon no. Graham's older. Yeah. Uh, I like, you know what? I, defensive tackle too. I think, I think Derek Barnett's going to have something for us, man. This That's is what country. I said. I think this is the year he matures. Yes. Yes. He's, yeah. he's, he saw he saw guys in front of him take that next step, and when you see guys in front of you taking that next step, you know you got to catch up. This is gonna be this is gonna be a year that I think he turns the corner and becomes number one more reliable as a player because he's not gonna make the same stupid mistakes he made before, but also he's gonna be more refined as a player because he had a year to think about these guys taking the jump ahead of him, and you know because I mean. His boy got paid, man. Since his boy, you know, Sweat got paid, yeah, he feels like he got to be next. So this he's, is this is a big year for him. He's got to have the Miles Sanders mentality. Mm-hmm. Play with that chip on his shoulder. He lost a year. This is coming up on a contract year, 
everybody, let's face it, for the most part, everybody is suspect when it comes to Derek Barnett because of his history in Philadelphia making more negative plays than positive plays. Robert says he ain't got a snowball chair. He, he laughing at us, man. What do you say? I, I, I <laughs> he just, laughing, uh, he drives me nuts. He's one of those players, like, who just drives you crazy with bad penalties. I well, look, on a positive, he's in the last year of this deal. And yes. if he wants to get anywhere near that kind of money, he plays a position where you can get paid. Yes. If there's yes, ever motivation, it's this one. All right, let me ask you this, Rob. This yeah. Were you always – and I'm when I say you, I'm saying in a general term because I, I fell into this category also as much as I love this dude. Early on in Brandon Graham's career, were you as in love with Brandon no. Graham as you were – okay, there we go. No. Because he couldn't stay healthy. And what do we? what do we all say? They, they 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 moved up to draft this dude. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. He can't stay on the field. Yeah, yeah. See, so so I don't disagree with you when it comes to Barnett because of what we know about his history, but at some point there's an it factor that has to kick in. I, I do think there's ability the there. Uh, you know whether yeah. he can ever you know free it. I don't know, but he does have ability. I think. I yes, think he does. He 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 has ability. He has technique. He's quick enough. Um, he's explosive enough. He just needs to make that transition into being more mature on when he uses it and when he doesn't need to use it. Yeah. You know, penalties, you know, late hits and st- all that stuff, man, has to stop. You get no more excuses. You know, you get no more free passes for that. If you're going to go out there and and and, and be a, a productive guy in the, in the defense or you have a seat, man, and let's wait this year out and, we, and you can go elsewhere. But, I mean, he wants to be great, man. He wants to be great. And because of that, I think he's going to take that next step in his maturation of being a player in the NFL that's good. You know what I'm saying? He's playing. He's he's, he's, he's actually out there right now getting ready to have his, 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 his portfolio be unveiled to 32 teams. I was going to say 31, but he's also auditioning right now for the Eagles too. Yeah. For 32 teams, he's putting his resume out there. This is this is this is who he is as a player. Pay me, or I'm just gonna fade off into the sunset. Yeah. Wow. See, see, Baron always talked about he's got this bend, which is crazy when he comes ankle around. It yes, is. He he's got this ankle bend, unlike a lot of edge rushers. He's got the quickness off the snap. He just has to get the mental aspect of the game down in terms of staying focused he, for he 60 can't be, minutes, he, not 35 minutes. He can't be. He can't be what you what you label all NFL players. We don't get you back for that, man. Who, Mental midgets. Who, wait, when you say when you say. I ain't never call NFL players that. You I said always my grand, call I NFL said, players. You ain't never heard me say that. Militant I call my, grand, I call my grandchildren militant midgets. Not no, a mental but midgets. I ain't call. I ain't never. You ain't never heard me say that, Brooks. Then you just said about me. I that's said, wrong. You wrong for that, man. You wrong. Wrong, Diga. No, but but I've said. I will admit. I've said the NFL players think they're above the law. Yes. I have said some players, especially in this day and age of social media, some players mentally just don't get it because they go out and do some of the same stupid things other players are getting chastised for. I will say that. I'm not calling them mental midgets. No, there's a high, you got a lot of highly intelligent, successful pro football players out there. Well, that I, have done I great you things. to call me one of those instead of calling me a mental Barrett, midget. Thing, man. I will, Barrett, I will tell you right now in front of everybody, I have a lot of respect for what you've achieved as a person and as an ex-athlete. Now, oh, 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 wait, wait. Oh, oh that's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you hear that, Elizabeth? Didn't you guys I'm, I'm agree like you, honey. five times? You guys agreed like five times yesterday. And now, now there's this. Yeah, man. God. 
I, who, am I, I, who am I doing the show with here? What but, happened? Exactly. But right, though, I mean, deservedly so, he's got to show us something, man. Show it's us It's time. Like, there's no more. There's no he's young. Oh, he committed a boneheaded play. He's young. No, that's over. Like, it's done. Over, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're done. With hey, what, is he, what year is this for him? He, he got drafted and when? His rookie year was 17. 17, 17. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. This is his seventh year. Come on, man. It's, it's time, time to shine. It's time. time to Come on, man. All right, let, let's on. look at the East, okay? And I'll run through some moves that other teams made. You tell me, like, who's really improved themselves, who you feel like is the same as they were, or maybe went the other way, okay? Let's start with Dallas. So we hit on two, but let's just reiterate. Brandon Cooks comes over uh, from Houston. They gave up a fifth rounder in this draft and a sixth rounder uh, next year. So, you know, pretty cheap price tag for a guy who's generally been a thousand yard receiver, even though he's bounced around a lot. Um, they brought back Cooper Rush as their backup, whatever. They re- released Ezekiel Elliott. He's gone. Uh, they came to terms with Tyron Smith. Uh, they gave up yeah. a fifth rounder to the Colts this year, which it, it essentially, you know, is, is again, not a huge give here for Stefan Gilmore. They franchise tagged Tony Pollard. Um, I'm just, I, I'm not going to run through every single move, but I, these are right, right. sort of the big boy, you know, kind of moves here, um, for them. So how drastic, oh, but and, and in addition to that, Mike McCarthy takes over play calling. That's the uh, big one right there. That's the big thing. Yeah. Right yeah. That shouldn't be ignored. That's a big one. Um, no, that's huge. That, I mean, to those moves you just said really put them in a great position. Yeah, it did. You know what I'm saying? Um, them getting rid of Noah Brown, that was a mistake. They allowed him to go into free agency. That was a mistake. Uh, but them bringing back what they brought back, them signing, making sure they signed their, their you know, um, Tony Pollard back. He's, they say he's going to be healthy enough. They're putting a um, restricted free agent tag on Terrence Steele. They're starting right tackle, been a right tackle for the last two and a half years. That's a good move for them. Uh, it's a huge move for them. Somebody opposite of Diggs and getting Steph, uh, Stephon Gilmore. Them signing back Leighton Vander Esch was a great move for them. So they have some horses to run in the race. They could be very good. And also they 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 signed back your boy, uh D Gun, um, Turpin. Yes. I like that kid. Uh, the return, that kid's yeah. dangerous, man. I will Turpin. say this. When he when it comes to Brandon Cooks, I think that's a good sign for them. It's a great sign for him. Um, his straight ahead speed is still dangerous, number one. Yeah. That's going to take a lot of pressure off CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup in terms of opening up the middle of the field. Say what you want to say about Brandon Cooks. He's been in the league nine years. He's played for four different teams now, fifth different team. Six of his nine seasons have been for 1,000 yard receiving. He had 1,000 yards receiving on that trash Houston team. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what does that tell you? With a quarterback who should be a habitual backup. Mm, so yes. what does that, the kid, you know, the kids got the kids got ability. I, I, I'm not going to deny that. He can flat out go and he's got good hands. Mm-hmm. You know, and now he's in a situation where he doesn't have to be the man. <laughs> you know, they've got enough weapons. I think the biggest loss for Dallas is they lost Conor McGregor, yeah. uh, the guard. That's yeah. a big loss for them. They got to replace McGovern. That. But, yeah. but I'm McGovern, sorry, Conor yeah. McGovern. Yeah. Um, but dude, they got they still got talent. You know, and, and and for whatever reason, what we can joke and laugh about Dak Prescott all we want, but for whatever reason, when that dude plays the Eagles, he plays like a Hall of Fame quarterback. He does. I don't know what it is about him playing the Eagles, but he always puts up some of his best numbers against this Philadelphia true. team. 
That's true. There's no, there's no denying that. So uh, Pat Leonard, who we've had on the program, uh, who covers the Giants for yeah. uh, the, the New York Daily News, does an excellent job. He's also an NFL columnist, too. He doesn't just cover the Giants, but he's really good. He's, he's from Philadelphia. He's a Philadelphia guy originally. But uh, So he, put the, he laid out the odds, according to Bet Online uh, AG. Eagles are, are at least, in terms of winning the NFC East, they're the favorites. Um, they're 11 to 10 to win. Cowboys are seven to four giants, five to one commanders, nine to one. So that's what the odds, at least Vegas right now before the draft still thinks the Eagles are the team to beat in the division. Um, so that's, that's the Cowboys. Why don't we jump into the giants and look at what they've done thus far. Um, so their transactions so far, they signed, uh, on March 20th, which was yesterday. Leonard Johnson, cornerback to a three-year deal. Paris Campbell, uh, wide receiver. They signed him. Jihad Ward, outside linebacker to a one-year deal. Uh, they re-signed Darius Slayton. They released Kenny Galladay, you know, good riddance. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Jones was the big one, four-year deal for him. Uh, Saquon is, is – they're still negotiating with him, but he is at least tagged right now. Um Resigned Isaiah Hodgkins. Yeah, that that they're the sort of uh, I would say bigger moves that they've made so far. Well, I think the biggest move was getting Darren Waller. That's uh, you know what, my bad. Yes, that Darren Waller made a trade move. to get Darren Waller from the Raiders. Yes. yep, that's the big. Now, one. Brian. Day- now, when you look at who they resigned in terms of wide receivers and who they brought in, Paris Campbell, Brian Dable came out and said, "We want guys who can get in space." The two the two receivers they held they, they resigned. They they're quick. They're quick and they can get open. Paris Campbell, not a big name receiver, but a guy that can that can get open. So I'm looking at how Dayboat's going about this. I think this is going to be one of these quick strike offenses. Quick strike, get the ball out of hand quick. Get these guys on slant routes. Get. Um, I, I I would say don't overlook the Giants and what they're trying to do. We knew they they play. Dayboat had to play one season with what he was given. Now you start to strategically watch him put pieces in place for the type of people he wants for his offense. You know, they didn't, they didn't bring a big name in, but you get a, you get a tight end like Darren Waller mm. with quick receivers. That's a different ball game. Yeah. Can Daniel Jones deliver the goods? Daniel Jones played much better under Dabo than he's ever played in his entire career. Now he's going to be in a second year under Dabo. It's going to be interesting. Giants are going to be an interesting team to watch this year. Yeah, that they they are now that, this is where we're really going to find out how much better Daniel Jones is than, you know, he had, he had a nice year last year, but you know, now he does have weapons. So there's yeah. no, you know, he, he's got the running back. He's going to have a tight end. He's going to have better receivers. He, I, I'm assuming the offensive line is going to be better. And he has a really good offensive mind as a head, head coach. So he, and he should be good, man. Like, this team. Yeah, good. you're right, Ron. I mean, it's another year, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau is no longer a rookie. He's right. going to play smarter. He got better as the season went on. Um, you, 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 Leonard Williams is healthy again. Aziz Ojalary, he's going to be back another year. You, you know, that's that's this will be his third year, so he'll have his pass rush moves better. Offensively, man, you're right. The addition of Waller, it's a quarterback's best friend. Yes, and they trust Daniel Jones now. Another year under Dable's system. Um, you know, and you know Mike Kafka one of Andy's disciples, you know, so, you know, they're going to get this offense going, man. The offensive line is playing a little better. Evan Neal is no longer a rookie. He's playing better on um, Andrew Thomas. going to have another pro bowl year. 
And then, you know, uh, Wendell Robinson. Wendell Robinson, Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hodgkins, Darius yes. Slayton. Yes. And Sterling Shepard will be healthy this year. They got a nice nucleus of quick receivers. Yes, yes. This could be something. The Eagles The Eagles going to have to go out there and play, Matt, because this is no longer the, the stepchilds of, of – It's not of, the NFC least. least. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These guys are going to be pretty good, man. So, you know, it's not going to be just an out-and-out, out, just, you know, run away with the Eagles this year. We're going to have to fight a little bit. Okay, Let, let's jump to the commanders here. I, I would. This is the one I'd start with. You know, Eric Bieniemy comes over yep. as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and granted, he doesn't have. It, it's not firm who the quarterback's going to be right now. So that right. obviously, whoever it is, that's hard. But it looks like it's it's a uh, it's Sam Howell and who Brissett is that who they brought they they brought in Brissett right jo- Jacoby Brissett yeah. yes yeah, so those two are going to battle it out at quarterback. Um, but who whoever it is at QB has got good players with him. He's got they, you know, McLaren, uh the the Dotson. Dotson. That's the Jahad Dotson. He yeah. Jahad Dotson's the, the guy, man. And her and, and Curtis Samuels. Yeah, yes. Brian Robinson at running back, healthy, you know, Logan Thomas. The craziness last year. Yeah. So you know, potentially a danger and a defense that's real good in the interior, questionable outside of the interior. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're 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 big time. The questionable the questionable spots for them are are the linebackers? Yeah, they're not going to be as good. They gave and, they gave Payne crazy money, uh, crazy money, and that yeah. that's going to make you know um, Jonathan Allen pissed off because he he just got paid the year before and it's nowhere near what they gave Payne. <laughs> so he's he's going to be a little pissed off. And and the big thing is Chase Young is back. Yes. Yep. He good was point. All last year. All last year. Yeah, he was never right. They they, they kept saying uh, he's coming back. He wasn't. Nah, 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 and it went on for. He some guys look. It, it, some guys just take longer for, for yeah, from certain yeah. things. And it just took yeah. him a while. You know? Yeah, but he's he's back now. Um, this is this is going to be you know another year. Brian Robinson is going into the season healthy this year. He got shot uh, going into the season. Yeah, you know, he came yeah. back pretty well. He's coming starting off anew. Um, Antonio Gibson is still there. They got they got some players, man. I I, I I like I like what they're gonna have. I like what Eric Bieniemy is gonna have to go out there and, and play with. Jack Del Rio's I, got those guys going. Yeah, I think the biggest addition was Bieniemy. I think that getting his creative mind in there, uh, bringing that system over from Kansas City is going to is really going to change the complexion and the respect of that Washington offense in terms of options that they have at their disposal, whether it's the running game the screen pass game, the slant route game, the deep the deep route game. Um his his th- th- their offense will be a little bit more deceptive than it's ever been with Eric B Eric B enemy in there. Um and that's the thing now again, it's all predicated on who's on the center. We don't know well, that right now. Who on the center and offensive line too though. The yeah. offensive line is a problem. No yep. question about yep. that. But Jacoby Brissett, I think can hold it down for them in terms of managing games in this type of system, we, we talk about competition. Washington can tell us all they want. What's well, a competition between Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett? No, it's not. No, it's not. There's no competition. Sam Howell is not starting unless Jacoby get, Brissett gets hurt in training camp or preseason. Sam Howell is not starting. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What kind of message are you sending to this, this, this offense? You put that kid under center. Wow. Well, do you think they're going to go ahead and get a um, quarterback? They might, but what's left on the market? They, I don't think they're going to draft one. If yeah. they do, it'll be a second-day draft. 
sort of feels not, like yeah. they're kind of rolling with these with those two. Yeah, uh, and they'll try There's to dress them up on the market. Things. I'm looking at. Let me look at the, the quarterbacks this year. I mean, it's comical in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, it is comical. I mean, the, I mean, free agency, not the draft, but 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 uh, free agency. What's out there is almost comical. What's left? Well, you know, they might. I mean, Will Levis may make it to him. Um, you think he'll drop? To, yeah, to the, I, I, I don't see. I don't know if they would take one in the first round. They need defensive help on the back end. I don't know if they do would take a QB. Too. Yeah, they do well, they, they don't pick till sixteen. I mean, right, right. Uh, no, Richardson or Levis, not they'll, they'll be gone by then. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, right? So Carolina, they're going to go quarterback. Yep. Houston's going to go quarterback. There's two. Indy, three, three. Uh, Vegas probably not. Atlanta probably not. Chicago no. Eagles no. Tennessee might at eleven. That could yeah. be four. They might. Uh, Jets probably not. New England is kind of a wild card, but I don't think so. No. I mean, there's a shot one of those guys gets the sixteen. There's a there's right. a chance. Right. I'll right. tell you a guy that you know that I, I really fell in love with last year, and that's uh Max Dugan. From TCU, he's tough, Dugan, man. Okay. That kid's tough. <laughs> he is, Whoa. man. He, yeah. he, he's, he's, he's cut from a different cloth, man. Oh, he's a badass. <laughs> they he's beat him up dude. well, and he still went out there and ball. I never saw a face so he looked like me yeah. after a day. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. He took a oh, lick dude, and kept on ticking. He bro. got the two point conversion. And he took a beating on the drive, and he, he took the ran on the field. That one play yeah. he ran for like. Oh. Oh, it was against Kansas State. So he comes off. He's like, they're just like dudes helping him, and he he, he scores, and he's just kind of like, ah. He, yeah, he looked like a lobster. It right. was so red. Then they went for two, didn't they? And he, yeah, and he got it. He got it. And then he was just like, he, he, he was, was barely standing up. He, he just ran all that time. He's, he's barely got on. He gets to the huddle. They call the play. He like staggers to the line. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, snaps the ball. He's like, bam, he's going. It. And then he scores. I'm like, this kid here is yeah, he's got stuff. built to last, bro. Yeah. See, if I'm if I'm Washington, with that first pick, I'm looking at three areas, either linebacker, safety, or cornerback. I've got to find one of those players from the future of my team. Yes. You know, yes. the front line the, the front line is set, defensive line, but you've got to shore up that back seven. And you're in a prime spot at 16 with the wealth of quarterbacks that are gonna go off that board early. All these other prominent players are gonna drop right in your lap. You have to decide what's the most important thing to you at that point. Do we need a, a future signal caller in the middle of that defense or on the outside, whatever the case may be? Or do we need somebody? We start. We got to start getting better at locking down the back end of our defense yeah. with young talent. And there's enough talent on the board at safety corner and linebacker for them to get a, a player they can plug and play right away. Yeah, yeah, uh, well said. But, look, I, I don't know it, it just in totality there. Like, did – that these teams dramatically improve themselves. I think they improve themselves. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't say dramatically, but they, they got better. Yep. It's definitely going to be a way more competitive overall division. And it was a pretty competitive division last year, uh, by the way. So look, we, we've said it before. We'll say it again. The Eagles schedule is tougher. The NFC East is tougher. They're, they're not as talented as they were. Yeah. So this is going to be harder this year. It's just is. That's the nature of what it is, you know? I mean, yeah. That's the beast. You you you, you got to You got to play. You and and this is going to be huge for the Eagles, as far as Howie Roseman is concerned. This is where he's going to make his money. Will he be executive of the year after this year? This is where he's going to. You know, they got to say, all right, 
let me see what you got going on because you have nothing, and I want to see you make something out of nothing on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll come back. We'll do our NFL segment, and included in that, speaking of Washington, there has been a, a an ad to the Josh Harris ownership group bid for Washington, and it's a big-time name. And we'll tell you who, maybe not who you expect, but it's somebody. Yes, there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish. Just just another thing on CJ. Eagles Nation has been posting tweets. I guess he's been tweeting his butt off. One says, Philly fans, call me overrated, LOL. Y'all was just my friend. Switch ups. I mean, really? Yeah, that's what I mean. I was talking about that one earlier. It's like, dude, nobody nobody called you overrated. They they wanted you back, man. Seriously. Overrated until you turned on him. He's like a four-year-old. I mean, let's be honest. He is. Guy with a lot of talent. I'm not saying anything, bro. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Well, but but look, maybe it's why the Saints felt the need to to not resign him and trade him. Maybe it's why the Eagles were only going to go so far with him, (laughs) and it's why nobody else made him a better deal than one year, eight million. Maybe, maybe at some point, maybe that dawns on you, or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Your people, Brooks, football players. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's do all that stuff. Come back. <laughs> uh, we'll dig into all that. And uh, Mike K coming up at two o'clock. So don't go anywhere. We're going uh, in here. Derek Barrett, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Tuesday. Let's talk about proaction restoration. Yes. Proaction restoration. The place that you reach out to, if your home, your business, a property that you own may go through the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be. The beauty is Pro Action Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist you. I can tell you from personal experience that I've been through it. I reached out to them on a Saturday. They got out to my parents' house. They stopped. There was a flood in their basement. They corrected the issue. They cleaned it up. The price was reasonable. The crew was great. It was a, a real big relief kind of situation. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Proaction restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. And again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke, it could be mold damage. Any of the above, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760 or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind 
and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We are Sports Take, Biggest Sports YouTube Network. Let me acknowledge everybody in the chat section. We see you guys. We appreciate you guys. And thank you for uh, for being a part of the show, interacting with us, if you will. And thank you to everybody streaming, everybody listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, all right, a couple things here, guys. So the commanders are, you know, I don't know if Daniel Snyder's made it come out officially and said it, but it's, you know, pretty obvious. It's the worst kept secret there is. They're, they're you know, up for sale. Uh, and we knew that Josh Harris, the Sixers owner, was interested uh, in in buying them. He's added, he's taken on a partner um, in a group bidding for the commanders. And that partner is none other than Magic Johnson, who has a piece of the Lakers, or the, the Dodgers, by the way. He used to have a piece of the Lakers, too. He gave that up when he went into their front office. But he is an owner of the Dodgers and an unbelievable businessman uh, in and of itself. But uh, the net worth, According to Forbes magazine of the commanders is 5.6 billion. Uh, but Magic's in that group with with Josh Harris now. And it seems like Josh Harris is pretty, pretty serious, man. Pretty steadfast at making this happen. A boyhood dream could become a reality. Growing up in that area, that DC area, watching the, the Washington football team his whole life, and now having an opportunity to to be a owner of this team. Um Josh Harris has, has what we call just stupid money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, money, you, you can't even – yeah, I can just buy a hockey team. I can just buy a basketball team. Kind of money we can only dream of. Yep. Dream of having kind of, that kind of money. You know, and kudos for him. If he pulls this off, I know a lot of Philadelphia fans would be a little irked by the fact that how could you buy a team within our division? You know what? Kudos for him. You know, it's his money. He can spend it any way he wants. Um do whatever you want with them. You know, I am not held. I am not held hostage by anybody. If I had that kind of money, you know, whether I blow it all or whether I spend it wisely, it's my money. I've worked hard to make that money. I can do. And how many people can fulfill a dream of buying not one, not two, but three professional f- sports franchises in America? Derek, you're not wrong. I will tell you, there'll be a lot of pushback from Eagles fans. There, there's, there's just will. There'll be a lot of ill will from Eagles fans. Well, it's already Ooh. ill will from um from 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 Flyers fan because yeah, he owns the, the Devils. Devils. Yeah, but that and but that is such a, a 
Right. He does own a piece of the Steelers. He'd have to get rid of that. But yeah, uh, true. But the Steelers and the, the Devils, frankly, because it's hockey, are not the are not Washington, the Giants, or the Cowboys, which no. will infuriate yeah. Eagles fans. It will. For whatever it's worth. I mean, you don't want to get on a bad side. I don't think he cares. Let me be clear about that. I oh, think I don't either. Yeah, I don't think he cares one bit. I think he looks at he sees investments, man, and he knows the NFL is a cash cow. He knows, you know, he owns a European soccer team. He owns the the, the Sixers. He owns the Devils. Look, this dude knows how to make money. Well, and, and let's, let's call it what it is. Before he bought the Sixers, this team was down on its luck. Yeah, they were. Think about that. So he's giving the city back respectability in terms of an NBA franchise again. Okay. So obviously as a, not just a businessman, but as a businessman who knows how to put subordinates in strategic places to, to help whatever he purchases rise from the ashes. Right. More power to him. And here's the thing, like whoever takes that, that over, you really can't do much worse than what this guy's doing. No, no, heck no. Exactly, but I'm I'm asking this: Why was Jeff Bezos not able to buy the team? I, I, some uh, something where Snyder could block him or something. I don't know what that was. I don't know, what, I don't know what's what that all here. about? Now, what if he did that? How would that impact Thursday night games? Since he, you know, he would own the team and he would own the rights to Thursday night. What would that? What would all it? Come all right, to I didn't think point? of that. That's a that's an Good interesting. Point. Yeah, like would they would they not like the the concern would be you wouldn't cover the the the. I was going to say the other, the Washington commanders objectively, right. They would get a little bit more love, right? Is that what you mean by meaning? Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, you would just hope that the people who are, you know, Al Michaels and Herb street and they're, they're, I'm not in love with their, their, their crew that they use for the pre and post, but anyway, that that crew would just stay objective. It's a good Mm -hmm. question though. Mm Yeah. One I didn't think of, but that, I saw Magic Johnson. I'm like, damn, he's bringing out the big guns, man. Yeah, exactly. he's, he's, Everybody loves Magic, man. There's nobody who doesn't love Magic, magic man. Right, so right, he's, right. Uh, yeah, he's taking a run. And when he throws the ball, they still love him. They do. They do, <laughs> for sure. Um, but that was, yeah. So the, the uh, couple other uh, odds and ends. Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell. Uh, he's going to be extended <laughs> again. Fourth time. Fourth time since he took over in 06. Uh, he's going to be back uh, in the, the large majority of the owners love him. There's some guys like Jerry Jones who don't, uh, but it doesn't matter. It's the majority of these guys like the fact that he continues to make them money. He, he, he holds, carries the water for them. You know, he does whatever he's supposed to do. Uh, and he serves those guys well. So what's the contract you, look like now? Let me see. What is it? What is it now? Uh, he was making like 40 something. Wasn't he? Wasn't, wasn't he making 40 like something a year? Uh, yeah. let's see what I'm looking at this five years this reportedly worth. It was over 60 million, 200 million is scheduled to expire in yeah, March so that'd be 2024. That's what it is. So now that's that's that, that's expiring in 2024. The five year agreement worth 200 million, Whew. bro. Come on, man. Damn, man. And he gets lifetime, he is lifetime. Um, his family get health, his family benefits. Lifetime health benefits. What? Come on, man. We can't get health, lifetime health benefits, and he can. That's ridiculous, man. When I first stopped playing, they gave us five years of benefits after we got through playing. That was it, five years. After mm-hmm. that, we had to pay for our own. Nobody wants to cover us, bro. I right. was paying, I was paying, literally, I was paying $6,800 a month. That's insane. For health insurance because I was an NFL player for me and my family, dog. Why do you think I work for NBC right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly Because you love bro. being on TV? No, because I, my health oh. insurance is so expensive. 
Oh, oh, oh. I, I will say this. Uh, <laughs> when did Roger Goodell ever put on a uniform and put his his mental faculties and his life on the line? Now, I understand. I understand. To be in that position, when you think about you have you are you have to answer to 32 of the most of some of the most powerful men in America. There's a lot of pressure on you every day. Yes. You basically have to be their mouthpiece because they don't want to have to face the music with a lot right. of issues in terms of um, equality, hiring practice, uh, the health and safety of players. Owners don't want to answer those questions. So you put you hire basically a front man, and which is what he is. And whether you like what comes out of his mouth or not, he has been steady Eddie his entire tenure, tenure as a, the head head vocal point of the NFL. Uh, well-spoken, well-educated, um, knows how to deflect certain questions or put them off until further notice. He is the perfect, he is the perfect place card for what this league wants from its own. Now, the fact that I just looked at the story said his, his total package last year, that's year 60.9 million on lifetime health care, free, <sighs> free flying it wherever he goes, helicopter, all this stuff. And, and players are scraping tooth and nail just to get lifetime benefits, number one. Scraping tooth and nail to have a quality of life after after quitting a perfection, if they're lucky, in their early to mid-30s. And then have to go out in the real world if they don't make a lot of money like the big, big names in the sport, which most of those players don't, you know, and have to find a real job. And once you kick you out of the league, Mr. Brooks, am I right or wrong? No Once question. I kick you out of the league, you are a forgotten entity. You are yesterday's news. I can't emphasize it enough. A player in the NFL is a commodity. You yep. buy, sell, trade. Yep. And when it's no longer beneficial to you, it's like equipment that's outdated. They toss it aside and get something new. Yep. Plain yep. and simple. Absolutely. Okay. And it's 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 a we understand, man. It's, it's a doggy dog world. We're playing with, you know, with with we're playing in organizations. We get paid millions of dollars. Well, some guys get paid millions of dollars. The the majority, NFL, um, an NFL contract or NFL, you know, lifetime as far as playing is three years. That's why they make it three years and three games before you qualify for you know benefits and everything else. So you have to make it to that fourth year and play, and then practice squad years don't count. So if you were on practice squad three, I mean two years. When I was playing, it was two years. If you were on a practice squad for two years, and then you play two years after that, you still don't qualify for benefits. Mm. You, don't, you don't qualify for it. You got to be on the active roster for three years and three games before you qualify for benefits after that. You know what wow. I'm saying? Like wow. so, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and let me address a couple of these people in the chat room. I won't even say their names because normally I don't address them. They're talking about, you give me this, I'll take care of my own health care. You know, why is that any different than any other corporate job? Because in any other corporate job, unless you're a policeman or a, fi or a fireman or something like that, you're not subjected to head traumas uh, after you are done playing and you're still in your 20s and 30s. Okay. Um, you look at some of the players uh, who retire from this game, walk with a limp cannot go outside without wearing sunglasses. Um, they're constantly having CTE scans uh, to see if they're closing in on things like dementia and Alzheimer's. I'm not demeaning any other corporate job out there, but when you talk about playing a professional a sport, which is by choice, okay, 
just like anything else you do by life, it is by choice unless you're drafted into the military, which we don't do nowadays. You know what? We understand the risk involved, but the bottom line is coming out on the other side. There are detriments that have to be taken into consideration. And when you're talking about a multi-billion dollar entity that has $100 billion in TV contracts with CBS, NBC, ESPN, and now Amazon, plus YouTube channel coming up, I think it could be a little bit better. And I'm not sitting here advocating just for football players. I'm saying there's a difference in terms of how football players are handled compared to the other sports. In yep. terms of healthcare and things like that. And people just want to blow that up. Well, you know what? You give me a million dollars, I'll do this, that, and the other. You're not understanding. You're, not, you're, you're missing the point. I understand, you know, I understand why people make certain comments. But having covered this game for more than four decades, talking to, knowing players who have come out on the other side, not the way they went in on the other uh, initially, okay, there's a lot that's taken into consideration. And the fact that the NFL has neglected a lot of these things up to this point, they keep telling us, we're getting better. We're getting better at it. You should have been there a long time ago. You know, yep. how, how many Mike Webster's, Junior Seau's, um, you know, uh, Earl Campbell's do you need to see? Before well, you, no, see, you know, and then, you know, people are going into, you know, um, vets to go through what they go. Man, we're not even, I'm not even, I would never, ever in life compare, um, you know, what with, with, with disabled vets and veterans and, and people going out there fighting for my country. It's not even close. You know what I'm saying? Not even close. We I, I would never even 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 compare the two of them. You know, that's that's you know post-traumatic syndrome. It's it's not even close to that. Even though we deal with stuff like that, it's not even close. When you're out there risking your life, you real and real bullets firing at you, yeah. It's it's totally different. So we're not even putting on that 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 that, that yeah. advantage yeah. front. You know what I'm saying? That's not even a question. Yeah. But, uh, Chill with, chill, chill with, chill with the, uh, oh, 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 you know. This, this Jim G. See, this Jim G, this is, the this is the problem right here. Nobody's forcing these players to play. What about teachers, healthcare workers, police officers, firemen who put their lives on the line, who have to pay for their own health insurance? See, Jim G, if you had open, listened to open your ears, you would have heard exactly what I'm saying here. You didn't, you, you see, you heard what you wanted to hear, but you didn't hear my entire statement. And I've gone on record a number of times saying I think policemen, firemen, teachers are some of the most underpaid, underappreciated people in America. No question about it. And I think their benefits should be improved as well. We're talking ex ex specifically about football players right now. I'm not comparing them to anybody else. If you know anything about me, you know I've gone on record speaking high. My mom and my aunts were teachers their entire careers. You know, I have good friends who are in the, in, in the police force and fire, the fire departments. I know exactly what they go through, and I've stated it time and time again. People who hear what they want to hear but don't hear the bigger picture just drive me nuts. And I try not to address most of them because then you do exactly what they want. You address these people just because you get to say their names. But you got to listen to the whole, the whole statement and not hear what you just want to hear. Well, We're talking you know, specifically about professional football player right now. Yeah, and look, two wrongs don't make a right. Like, like, just because you think a, a, any athlete, but let's take football specifically, deserve better be benefits. As do vets, as do firemen, as do police officers. They all do, right? I, I don't know why we have to pit one against the other. Right, exactly. that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I, exactly. I will never pit a a, a, a vet, you know, a, you know, somebody in the army or navy or anything going over there and fighting for my country. I played a sport, a sport. They are going out there playing bullets flying at them. Yes. It's like police officers and everything. Absolutely. Else. There's no question, you know what I'm saying, that 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 you know what they're going through is far greater than what I went through. 
Yeah. I mean, I never compare that. You know what I'm saying? I got the utmost respect for my armed forces, the people taking care of me, the the, the nurses that are out there in the front line, you know, helping, you know, helping people. I mean, that, that's that's not a question. But I won't let you demean what I did for a living, especially when it's, when it's different from what I, you know, what is going on now as opposed to later, what's going on, you know, when I, later on, I didn't have that choice of whether I wanted to play or not because I didn't know the ramifications of what CTV was or anything else. When I was playing, they just gave you ice and ibuprofen and sent you back out there. I can remember that documented six times that uh, it was just six times it was documented, but it was like every single week I was, you know, getting knocked out and everything else. And the concussion is when your brain, brain is being bruised. I did that all the time, but we didn't, we didn't have all the literature and everything else. We didn't have that, that, you know, that, um, what it was really happening to our body. So we didn't have a say-so in that. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't a say-so in that. If we were educated on that, a lot of people make different decisions. That's why it's a lot of younger players right now that stop playing. They made the decision, all right, I'm in the league two years. I'm just not going to do it. And they decided to go out. I didn't have that because I didn't have the information that they had, uh, that they have right now back then to make that informed decision. And on top of that, as we learn more about CTE, we also learned about how the, the league, to a certain degree, was hiding a lot of this. Hit it all, stuff. yes. Because yes. they didn't want this to come to surface. They didn't want to have to come out of pocket and even address this issue. But lo and behold, here we are now. You know, And it's still not where it should be. You know, well, people have a choice to do whatever. You got a choice to be a policeman, a fireman, a doctor, whatever you are, to work in a coal mine, yes. You know, some people take jobs out of necessity because they need money right away. We, I get that. But the bottom line, we all have choices. But a company should take care of you better than a lot of companies take care of ex-employees. There's no question about it. And when you're talking about a profession that leads to players and ex-players taking their own lives, unable to walk outside without wearing sunglasses or a cane, Become. forgetting where they are and have to have GPSs put in their car because they can't remember that they, they they can't remember how to get from their home to a grocery store and not back. even not even in their car but they got to wear watches to 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 yes make sure that they are they wear watches that track them tracking systems where they are yep. you know cuz they walk they, they have tracking systems up. on yeah. their cars so their relatives can yeah they should, where they are a lot yeah. of times they can't even drive but the ones who do they yeah, it's a, there's a lot going on there's no doubt um uh, well said by both of you guys. I, I, there's not much I can add to it. Barry, you lived it. You're living it. Derek, well said. Well, well, well said. Very eloquent. Um, let me throw a couple thing, other things at you NFL-wise. Cam Newton's having a pro day at Auburn. He's trying to get back in the league. He wasn't in the league last year. Uh, it didn't end particularly well for him. Um, New England let him go. Carolina, he went back there. He didn't play all that well. Uh, I don't know what it, ultimately the objective is, is just to get back in the league, maybe be a backup. I don't know. Uh, I would assume at that po- at this point, that's probably where it's at. And I think that's probably where he's got to be at. If he's thinking starting, it's pro- those days have probably passed, but he's, he's still trying to hang in there. So uh. <laughs> is, is Cam Newton good enough to play in the NFL? And I'm not talking about as a starter. Is Cam Newton good enough to play in the NFL? Yes. That's the position he plays. Yes. In a sport where you don't have 32 legitimate starters in the National Football League, every team has two backups, so that's 96 men who who have the job title of a quarterback in the National Football League. You're telling me that right now Cam Newton at 34 years old is not better than at least half of these guys who have no business believe, being in the league? I can't believe he's only 32, though. 30, I think 34. Well, 34? Yeah. Or right, even still, I can't believe he's, he's that young. Time flies, bro. Time I thought he was way older. He played He played with Peyton. 
I think I think he's still good enough. I, yeah. I'm not saying he's a frontline quarterback anymore, but I think he's good enough to back up somebody. Well, I'm... Yeah, I, I look, I do too. And I think that'll, uh, that'll ultimately if, if, look, if he, if <laughs> there, there's positions available for him. Right, 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 right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last one, uh, Dante Hightower is retiring. Mm. Former Patriot. He'd probably that be guy, a coach for the Patriots now. Well, he so he's interesting because he won two national championships at Bama, and he won three at with the Patriots. This dude's a winner. Mm. Yes, mm. yes. I mean, and any any way you slice it, the dude Great wherever he's player. been, he won. Yeah. You know, and had a really good career on top of everything else. I think he played yeah. nine years. He set out the COVID year, um, but. You know the guy's a beast. Belichick loves him. I, I yeah, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't be surprised one bit if we hear, yeah, he's been brought in uh, quality control in the first year. You know whatever it is, like that, that that's where he ends up going. I, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but have you seen any quotes in terms of why he's retiring? Is he no, one of the he players just, talking about quality of life also? He just said, "I'm thrilled to have this run," and it's you know he didn't really get into that. It didn't, from what I the story that I read. Okay. All right, I would imagine how old is how old is he now? Nine years in the league, twenty. So he might be 32, 33? around there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's getting out of the game now. Well, he's still playing at a high level. So to me, that tells me he's looking at the bigger picture. I'm yeah. tired of putting my body and my mind through this quality of life. Maybe children. Um, it's a lot of. We're seeing more and more players do this now, man. You know, yeah, he'll, these, be these, he'll be a yeah, coach. He'll be a These gladiator days nowadays. Um, you know, playing 30, 37, 38 years old, these guys, hey, man, I'm going to be able to, to run with my kids, you know, to remember what I did when I get out of this game. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. You know da, what da. I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. That's a big decision, giving up that kind of money, man, not knowing that you might not make that kind of money in the real world. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to almost take the approach that I'm not going to be making that kind of money, and you better be okay Ooh. with it. Uh, yeah, look, a lot of it comes down to health, man. Do you, do you want, have you made enough where you're smart enough with your money where you can, you can live now? You know, I, that's, uh, that's really what it comes down to. I, I would guess a guy like that probably was smart with everything. Mm. Uh, it's just my guess. He just strikes me as that kind of, that kind of person. Uh, all right. We're going to come back guys. Uh, we're going to be joined by Mike K from the Charlotte observer. He, we're going to talk a little bit about the, Certainly the Panthers with Frank Reich, with Deuce Staley, Miles Sanders going there, what the NFC South is going to look like, but also Mike covered the Eagles for years. So we will uh, we'll, we'll hit the birds with Mike as well. So don't go anywhere. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We're going to talk about Flynn Tree Services right now. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they service southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Flynn Tree Services. Give them a call, 610-850-2848-610. 850-2848 or online at flintreeservices.com. That's flintreeservices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. 
Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild, and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore, all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind, and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Rob Ellis along with Derek Gunn and Barrett Brooks. Excited to talk to our next guest. It's been a minute since I had uh, any conversations with him back when he was covering the birds. He now does an excellent job covering the Carolina Panthers. He is the beat reporter for the Charlotte Observer. You could follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore E underscore K-A-Y-E. Mike K, what's going on, Mike? Well, thank you for efforting through the worst Twitter handle in the history of Twitter. I really, I, I really I'm, I'm actually it. done for the rest of the show, Mike. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. You filled your quota. You did everything you needed to do. It's good to see you guys. I haven't seen you in a while, man. I know, Mike. How's it going? You down there in sunny weather, man? That's living it up. porch is looking killer, man. Right, I like right. That. Listen, that's why I moved down here so I could actually have a house. You know, I love, I miss Jersey more than I miss pretty much anything in my life. But, you know, it's been cool out here. We, we were able to get a house and uh, stuff's going well. I'm enjoying it down here, but obviously paying attention to what's going on up there. And boy, have you boys been busy. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, well, I want to dive into the birds with you in a second because I know you sure. still keep a very close eye out, but you've, you've had a pretty busy offseason yourself, man. I mean, Frank Reich and Deuce and Miles Sanders, a lot of a lot of Philly ties. But let let's start with the 
with the Frank Reich hiring and and that process and and just sort of where things are right now with Frank taking over as the head coach. So I think a lot of the theme of this offseason for the Panthers has been, let's just see, right? And I think Frank Reich was initially that type of interview for the Panthers, but he blew them away. Like, honestly blew them away in the first interview. Second interview, once he started to talk about staff and going beyond just being a head coach, he really appealed to this team. He understands all the facets of an organization having been a head coach before. He understands marketing. He understands what's going on in the front office. He understands contracts. He understands the entire picture. And I think when you have a situation like Matt Rule, where he didn't know what he didn't know, bringing in a guy who knows what he knows in Frank Reich was a huge Mm -hmm. solution for them. I think initially they wanted to take that Nick Sirianni route. They wanted to go with somebody younger. They wanted an up and comer. Shane Steichen, when I got here, was considered one of those guys who could be a potential hire here. And I think as they got through the process and seeing how Steve Wilkes coached up this team uh, throughout the final 11 games of the season, I think Tepper, uh, David Tepper, the owner, really felt like having a guy who was just established gives you a much better floor than somebody who you just have to bet on being a projection. Mike, early in the offseason, your, your owner talked about how all he wants to do is just win. He just wants to win and put a respectable product back in the field. When you look at the coaching moves they made and some of the players' moves they've made already, what has been the feedback so far generally in the area? I think there's a lot of positivity. I mean, you know, by a lot of standards, Frank Reich is a boring hire. But when you hire the guys that he has hired, uh, you know, Thomas Brown, who, who, like Brian Mm -hmm. Uh, Johnson is going to be talked about amongst the future of the league's head coaches. You you bring in Josh McCown, who's obviously sniffed some head coaching interests over the last couple of years, is well-respected throughout the league. You keep a guy like James Campen, who outside of Jeff Stoutland is probably the uh, – he's definitely mm-hmm. in that top three conversation of offensive line coaches. You keep Chris Tabor, the special teams coach. Then you bring in a lot of veterans who have established themselves in their early to mid-30s who can kind of set the culture. This team was missing a lot of leadership on offense. And I think that's what the fan base is buying into. This is a very nostalgic uh, Mm. fan base, which you guys can definitely relate to, but in the way of they want the glory days of like the initial run of this franchise. And I think that comes with guys who have been around and done what they've done and not guys who are going to change the culture or change the building rapidly. Well, in saying that, then, you know, right now you just guys can't get right at the quarterback position. You think that Andy Dalton right now is the guy that can lead this team um, in that direction, you know, because, I mean, back in that day, you didn't have like the big you, it wasn't Cam Newton that really brought, you know, the team to a, a Super Bowl. Uh, the, I mean, the second Super Bowl he went to, the first Super Bowl he went to was just a guy, you know, but now, you know, Andy Dalton, he's taking hold of this team. Are they just is he just a hold fast guy until they get there? you know, quarterback, or do you think that he's really somebody they're, they're buying into? He's a bridge. I mean, that's what he is. Uh, it, it, the quarterbacks they've taken or had in the past three years, I joke, are the bridge to terrible Bithia. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Dalton is a guy who we make a lot of, we make a lot of points about Josh McCown and, and Frank Reich having these brilliant quarterback minds. Well, guess what, guys? Eddie Dalton has thrown for 14,000 more yards than them combined. He's started significantly more games than them combined. He's yes. thrown for significantly more touchdowns than them. 
he's a guy who started as a rookie, has been a franchise quarterback for nine years in, a, in an NFL market. He is the guy who is going to be the peer-to-peer mentor for this first overall pick. And I think if you look at how Justin Fields jumped from year one to year two, yeah, the, the jury is still out on him. When he was a rookie, Andy Dalton was his mentor, his bridge quarterback. And then you saw him, Andy Dalton, leave, and uh, Fields took what he learned from Dalton and kind of used that to be a professional at the second level. It's similar to having Chase Daniel with Carson Wentz or a guy like um, you know Nick Foles with Carson Wentz earlier in, in his career. Those influences are huge in the development of these quarterbacks. Having those extra eyes in practice, having that extra arm in practice for you to get mental reps is really, really important for that position. Mm -hmm. All right, Mike, then I got to ask you, uh, and I know Frank Reich referenced this the other day, that, hey, I'm not afraid of the smaller guy, whatever, I guess trying to say, hey, everybody's on the table here. You don't make that trade. You don't give up what they gave up to get there to not take a quarterback. In your estimation, who do you think it will be? Who will they pull the trigger on once draft night comes? So they've done a very good job of muddying the water. But to me, from the beginning, C.J. Stroud is the most prototypical Frank Wright quarterback you can have. He's got incredible ball placement. You know, people talk about completion percentage and accuracy. Those are two completely separate things. This guy's got both. Um, He's got a really good feel for the pocket. He's got good vision. The one real quirk with him is the first seven or eight games of the season, he played a game within a game called Beyond the Line of Scrimmage is Lava and just refused to take off. And then we saw against Georgia, he has that instinct. He admitted at the combine he needed to run more. He's got He checks a lot of boxes for what Frank Reich wants. I think Bryce Young has the higher ceiling. I, so Same with uh, Anthony Richardson. But I think when, you're, when you're, you've had the luck that they've had at quarterback, you want the guy who's going to have the best stationary floor – and can learn on top of, you know, what he has already established from an intangible standpoint. And to me, that's C.J. Stroud. Mike, you know, there's rumors out there that Carolina, once they moved up and made this deal with Chicago to get the number one pick, that there's a possibility they may trade out of that one spot. Is that just rumor mill stuff? Is there some validity to it? I think they are keeping their options open. They did give up a lot to move up there. Um, To me, the only way you do that is if you think that Houston's going to draft Bryce Young, you want C.J. Stroud, and they're just trying to get ahead of you so that, you know, Indianapolis doesn't try to sneak up and get him. Or or if you're Houston, you think that they want Bryce Young and are willing to settle for second best with Stroud if you trade up. To me, I just think that that's kind of – that's the that's the type of thinking. Scott Fitter is a guy who should be considered on the hot seat after what happened with Matt Rule. We don't know all the moves that he was involved in, but you know you've got a new head coach there, and we've seen GMs get fired the year after a new head coach. This isn't like a Howie Roseman type of situation where Howie's biggest strength that we talk about right is knowing what everybody else is doing. To me, I think that this would be kind of an unnecessary risk for the Panthers to take. Okay, uh, you, you bring up I I just. Since you brought it up, I kind of sparked. I thought Matt Rule was going to be a really good NFL coach. It was not. It did not go well. You know that better than anybody. Uh, he's at Nebraska now. What happened there? Is it is as simple as that? He didn't have a quarterback, or does it go way deeper than that? I think a lot of it stems from the quarterback, but I also think it stems from the way you treat your players. Not to say that Matt was terrible to his players, but I think talking college players is a lot different than talking to pro players. I think there were a lot of similar issues to what Chip Kelly went through in in Philadelphia. You know, in college, you really can be that authoritarian type of guy. And I think when you get to the pros, you have to know how to communicate to them and, and, 
I think that's one of Nick Sirianni's strengths is he's able to relate. I think Doug Peterson was able to relate. I think the lack of NFL experience for Matt Rule was ultimately his downfall. I think if you scout a quarterback and you compare him to uh, the college teams that you coached, I think that that's an issue. I think if you get into that bubble of, hey, I know what I know, uh, that's that's an issue. And that's an issue that a lot of college coaches have. Well, how do you? I just don't understand. How do you trade Christian, Christian McCaffrey at this point, mm. and you still don't have a quarterback? I mean, I still, to me, I'm I'm still dumbfounded that they let him out of the building. You know, I mean, what necessarily happened to have him lead the organization? So I'm going to come at you hard, Double B, because like <laughs> when you're paying a running back 16 million dollars a year and your offense is garbage because you can only rely on him, eventually you have to say to yourself, hey, this isn't working. We've got to move on. And the package they got for him was pretty spectacular. I mean, second, third, fourth round picks in this year's class. And then uh, a fourth, uh, I believe it's a fifth round pick in next year's draft. So when you're looking at that type of package, this is a team that traded away a bunch of picks to get borderline starting quarterbacks uh, and then you trade a running back, which, you know, being in Philly, you know how those positions are valued. Yes, oh, and by yes. the way, you pick up Miles Sanders, who can do n- not as well as what CMC can do, but can do a lot of the things that he can. And then, oh, by the way, you use one of the second ra- the second round pick acquired in that trade to get yourself up to number one. I just like it's I mean, they, they're basically sacrificing uh, everything. You know, Well, but but here's the thing, though, like, if you said to yourself, like, to me, they relied way too heavily on Christian McCaffrey. Yes. You could you could see it. I was here for two weeks of the Matt Rule era. I was like, I've seen Christian McCaffrey touch the ball more than I've seen my wife in the last two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, that's that's what it was. And then when you got into the first game of the Steve Wilkes era, where basically it was give the ball to Christian McCaffrey or nothing's going to happen. And it's still nothing happens. Uh, I mean, you kind of got to weigh that. And I think building around a running back is so rarely successful. I, I think Christian McCaffrey thrived in San Francisco because he had other talent around him. He had Brandon Ayuk. Yes. He had a quarterback who could get the ball out, even though he was a, the yeah. Mr. Irrelevant. Like I, I think Christian McCaffrey is an incredible player, but he was not a great fit for a team that had no other weapons around him. You're you're basically running him into the ground for no purpose. It's not like if if you said to yourself, so LaShawn McCoy is traded for Kiko Alonso, right? Mm-hmm. Which deal was better? The one that McCaffrey got traded for or the one that that LaShawn McCoy, who in my opinion was the best running back in the league at the time? Uh like that's to me like the running back position is so devalued. Um, Especially that, now, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that's why they made the deal. Like, you can rationalize any trade. I mean, that trade to me is easy to rationalize, to be honest with you. So, so Mike, why do you think Steve Wilkes wasn't more seriously considered for the head coaching job because your owner, David Tepper, once, you know, went back to the diversity thing immediately and he had to come out and he talked about how. We are the most diversified organization in the NFL in terms of front office people strategically, you know, African-Americans, uh, uh, other ethnic pockets as well. Why do you think Wilkes – because the, the team looked like it played better for him once Rule was deleted from the equation. Yeah, I think a couple of things. When you have an interim head coach, those teams that typically thrive 
during that period, just from a change in voice, they mm-hmm. typically do not turn around and, and, and stay successful. Mm-hmm. I also think there's a stigma with interim head coaches and defensive head coaches that plays into this, right? Uh, you know, Steve is going to have to pitch a really good offensive coordinator. And on top of that, he's going to have to pitch a really good replacement for an offensive coordinator. That's, that was the big thing in a lot of these head coaching interviews this off season is that like, you better have an offensive coordinator, a successor to the offensive coordinator, a guy who can make French fries, the, you know, I mean, like you, you have, you have to have a very well-rounded staff here. And I think the difference between Frank Reich and Steve Wilkes is Frank Reich had so much time after getting fired to talk mm-hmm. to other people that when you have, when you've got a guy like Josh McCown on board, that's a sexy hire. When you've got a guy like Thomas Brown, who could be potentially added to the staff, Thomas Brown is an extremely impressive coach. And when we talk about minorities, he and Brian Johnson are going to be seen as those next two guys from a minority standpoint who should get offensive coordinator jobs. Oh, and then by the way, mm-hmm. speaking of that, you hire Ijiro Evero, who was incredible in Denver, even with an offense that worked, like a broken Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying is they have made this a very diverse staff. I believe they're the only staff in the league with a black offensive coordinator and a black defensive coordinator at this mm-hmm. point. Um, that was very important to the organization, I believe. Um, and then you look at the staff that they're building, and I just kind of think, like, it's hard to argue against that staff. Steve Wilkes is a tremendous leader, a guy I have an incredible amount of respect for, the way he handled himself, the way he uh, took this team Uh, and and just galvanized this locker room. I mean, again, he's a guy who was brutally honest. He has a phrase that he doesn't want a buddy. He wants a friend because a friend will tell you the truth. And I think Steve's a guy who will be a head coach in the league again, and I I hope he is because now he goes to San Francisco, has a – perfect situation he he is a remarkable leader of men and and i think he will get another shot all right i gotta ask you about deuce um it it would appear to be a lateral-ish move from detroit to to carolina we know he's got his his mom is is not far certainly that could have played a huge role in this thing was that ultimately what it was did he did he want to just reunite with frank what was the the reasoning for deuce to to make the move so it was a bit of both. Uh, I mean, he told us on the record that the reason why he came back here or came back to the Carolinas, obviously his mother, as you brought up, but he really wanted to work with Frank again. They have mm-hmm. developed a very, very close relationship. And I think when you look at the dynamics of their personality, I mean, you guys all covered Frank and Philly before I got here. They are very yin and yang here. Like uh, Frank is a guy who wants to be the good cop. He wants to be the nurturer. Deuce if you get in his doghouse, you know you're staying in his doghouse. And for a he's while, a guy, yeah. Yeah, for a while. He's a guy who calls it like he sees it. I think he has got the right amount of accountability uh, boosters, to, to put it that way. Like, he is a guy who can set a tone. And I think you need kind of that enforcer on both sides of the ball. You need an enforcer on each thing on this, on the staff. Ijiro Evero is very similarly tempered to Frank Reich, but he's got Todd Wash, who I covered in Jacksonville and that man will tell it like it is too. So I, I think this is a really well-rounded staff and I think Deuce is a, is a centerpiece. I agree. It's a lateral move, but you know, comfort, right? Like we just talked about, you know, I'm out here. So uh, yeah, I, I think that, he is a really good addition. I'm really interested to see if he can get Miles Sanders to improve his vision and his receiving ability out here. Mm. Well, let me ask you this. And you know, looking at the way they're constructed right now at, at this point, 
you're in a pretty bad division, man. Would you say that they're – I think they're tit, tit, tit for tat with the Saints right now. you have them winning this division, or where do you have them at in the division? Tell me who they drafted first overall. And, I, I mean, if we're talking about C.J. Stroud and Andy Dalton starts the first four games of the season, sure. I mean, this thing is wide open. I, I mean, I covered Baker Mayfield. Uh, was not impressed. He's te- right. now the he- quarterback of the of the Buccaneers. Kyle yep. Trask didn't like him as a prospect. Um, the Bucks are bleeding talented players on defense. Uh, the Saints, who will be in cap hell for the rest of Mickey Loomis's life. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're in, but they have an impressive starting group. They just have no depth. I, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think the Panthers and the Saints are two teams that you can look at and you could say, hey. This is going to be a battle, but then you're like, but they're still pretty bad. Like, there's a lot <laughs> of work to be done here. Everybody keeps talking about how this defense, this Panthers defense nationally was a top 10 defense. They absolutely were not. They were, I think, ranked 18th throughout most of the year. They only, like, slightly improved after uh, the switch to Al Holcomb and Steve Wilkes. Although, I will say that improvement was felt on the scoreboard. They were better offensively. There's a lot of work to be done here, guys. They're switching to a 3-4 from a 4-3. It's, this is going to be kind of a rebuild on the fly. Interesting. Oh, you muted, Derek. Uh, what, ha- what happens to Matt Coral if they stay at one and take a quarterback? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. They were talking about this young man. He has all this potential. He could be a starter. Bring in Andy Dalton as the buffer to whoever the heir apparent is. What happens to this kid? Uh, I, so that's been a topic around here. So I, I shouldn't say who cares, but I think like, you know, when you're, when <laughs> you you're, just did, <laughs> yeah, you're saying it, you're, yeah, you, you I, know I mean, where you're going. Yeah. Look, the kid had a Liz Frank injury all last year. Um, yep. there's a new regime here. Typically when you draft quarterbacks and trade up for quarterbacks, even if it's in the third round, you're doing it because the coaching staff wants the guy, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I look, he, he can battle. He can try to win the number two job uh, from the rookie. It's probably not going to happen. Um, I've been told that they are not actively shopping him, um, whether he wants that or not. I'm not sure. But I, I think, look, you, you kind of in the NFL, you kind of take what's given, right? There's only 32 starting jobs, mm-hmm. 32 GM jobs. Like, it is what it is, and you're always. It's always a matter of ecosystem and, and situation. And I think, look, if he if he plays well in the preseason, maybe he gets the Ian Book treatment or the you know the Kellen Munn treatment. He gets cut and and lands on another squad, and maybe he can fight for that number two job. But right now, I mean, it's just a wait and see with him. Uh, Mike, let, let's dig on the Eagles, man. I, I, I'm just curious. You let let this off season. It's been interesting. They lost both coordinators. They've lost some, you know, big names, no doubt. Javon Hargrave, CJGJ being the latest here. Um, how much of a hit do you think they've taken this offseason compared to what they were last year? So I've been I've been watching from afar, but I think something that should be talked about a lot more is the loss of TJ Edwards. Uh, mm. I that guy is extremely smart. He cleans up a lot of mistakes, and now you, I think they just signed Nicholas Morrow, who. Yes. Literally played over a thousand snaps for for that Bears defense. Talk about a miserable life! Oh my God, <laughs> being on the field, being on the field for the 2020, 2022 Bears for every single play. Combat pay, yeah, combat pay. Yeah, that's a tough beat. Um, look, 
they better pray that Nicobe Dean is as good as draft Knicks and Eagles fans think he is because to me, he's a better fit for weak side linebacker and couldn't yep. get onto the field with a guy in TJ Edwards, who's repeatedly proven people wrong with Kaiser white, who was extremely inconsistent. Um, look, I, I, I think linebacker is going to be a, a it's going to be a back to reality sort of, they really had a nice thing going last year, and that's going to be tough. CJGJ, look, I I grew up in the in the Joe Banner Andy Reid era. Like, I saw Brian Dawkins leave. It wasn't the end of the world, uh, outside of an emotional thing for fans. But look, he's a good player. I just think like I would much rather have two top ten corners than a top ten corner and a a top five safety I I, I I mean I, I think the priority in this league now is cornerback play and listen I saw some really bad cornerback play when JC Horn went down this year and it it's it's rough right so you know they've got to look I mean maybe Jalen Mills is a guy that they like as a as a comeback dude who can play one year and then you get out of it because their cap situation is much better next year offensively I think they're going to be fine I, I don't really I mean yeah, I'm you, actually, lose, you didn't lose a ton yeah yeah, I mean, I think Isaac's uh, an understated loss. Um, but, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But I think Jason Kelsey coming back. I mean, I, I'm interested to see uh, the Nebraska kid at right guard because right. To me, yeah. his film did not project him as a guard. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think uh, that's tough. But you know, offensively, they're they're going to stir the drink. I still think they're a top three team in the nfc uh not that that's saying a whole lot even with bj there even with brian johnson being a new coordinator i think brian johnson's gonna be a really special play caller mm -hmm. i think that guy i mean if you watch what he did at florida the one year that he was there i mean that's he technically came into the league with more literal play calling experience or came into the eagles with more literal play calling experience than nick sirianni so yeah. i look I know that Jalen Hurts adores the guy. I, I think that that relationship is going to be really important. Um, but you have to make up for Brian not being his, you know, the guy in his ear every single day. Alex Tenney is going to have that that job now, and so it'll be interesting to see how that switches up. Uh, the Mariota signing is the most whatever signing you could possibly think of uh, outside of the history there. Um, but look, I, I think this is Jalen's team. I think he's shown that this is his team, and um, I think this offense is going to cook still. Mm -hmm. You said you said you 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 uh, thought Eagles were one of the top three teams. In the I agree, but let me put you on the spot. Do you think when you look at all the wheeling and dealing that's gone on this offseason, the Eagles are still the the cream of the crop in the NFC, and everybody else is trying to catch up to them? No, I think San Francisco is the best team in, in, okay. in the NFC. Oh. I think. Okay. I, I think I think when you look at the way they are constructed around the quarterback, they mm -hmm. are a really talented team. And look, I'm sure they're also probably the sorest losers I've I've ever seen as well. So, <laughs> I mean, I, they're they're ranking high in every single you know category. Um, I do think losing the linebackers, I think losing uh, CJ is going to be a big deal. But that said, it's a coin flip for me. I just think. San Francisco is a very talented team. Kyle Shanahan is one of the best offensive minds in this league. He's got the most uh, quarterback-friendly offense in the league outside of maybe Kansas City. Um, and it's all going to really matter on how they replace D'Amico Ryans, right? Like, from, a, from an effective standpoint, I think this coaching staff, it, 
both coaching staffs have some turbulence right now. And so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of jump out of it. Wow. I just can't, I can't get on with them, man, just because, you know, I, even from the beginning, I mean, at the middle of last year, everybody's talking about 49 is 49. I just can't get on that bad way. Now. Especially now you said D'Amico Ryan's is not there. And as they yeah. go forward, I, I just think that the Eagles, you know, somebody said something to me, man, about the defense is now a luxury instead of, you know, winning championships now. Offenses win championship. Andy Reid just, just you know, won a, a national, I mean, uh, won a Super Bowl because of offense. Offense is king right now. I don't think at this point, you know, his offense in with the 49ers is better than the Eagles offense, especially with our quarterback, man. No, I, I, I agree. If you said, hey, rank the offenses, I would say the Eagles have a better offense. Oh, okay. But right. if, if you're looking at Javon Hargrave, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. Oh, you, uh, just, you just had to stick the dagger in with starting <laughs> off with Hargrave, didn't you? I mean, that defensive front is <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and look, I'm a believer in Steve Wilkes. I think Steve Wilkes is going to have them playing very, very well. So, uh, And he replaces D'Amico. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. I mean, I look, I think – if you told me Philly was going to be in the Super Bowl again next year, I would totally say I buy that 100%. I just think it's those two teams and pretty much everyone else. Yeah. Well said. Mike, listen, man, it was great catching up with you. Uh, we love appreciate the insights, you, not just on the Panthers, but the league, the Eagles, the whole nine, man. Keep up the great work. We really do appreciate yes, sir. it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, and enjoy that Carolina barbecue, man. Enjoy that <laughs> Carolina barbecue, bro. Yeah, it's Mike K from the Charlotte Observer. He's excellent, man. He, he was great when he was here, and he's doing an excellent job down there as well. All right, uh, we'll step aside, guys. We'll step aside. We'll come back. Uh, we'll hit a bunch of different things, including a little Ben Simmons update, uh, Nova Women, maybe a Don Staley question I have to pose to you guys. We didn't get into the Phillies or the Sixers either. We had so much fun in the earlier segment, so we'll do all of that when we return, uh, that's Derek Fitzbarrett. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk razor technology and IT infrastructure environments or, are more complex and heterogeneous than ever before. Consequently, teams struggle to respond to pressing issues with the speed necessary to promote positive business results. And the data that powers predictive monitoring and automation is left unexploited. Razor Technology addresses this challenge with a holistic approach that connects every part of an organization's technology assets, enabling proactive and secure IT operations without sacrificing the agility that drives innovation. Razor Technology automates monitoring and management to bolster IT teams that are feeling stretched thin, and it improves auditing and reporting procedures so that actionable insights find their way to the leaders that need them most. Save time and money on your IT and cloud services and secure your organization with leading end-to-end infrastructure solutions by calling Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home you were catastrophically injured your life and your family's life 
That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild, and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore, all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind, and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Final segment, Todd Flies, and you're having fun, everybody. Rob Ellis, Matt Brook, Derek Gunn, hanging out with you on this uh, Tuesday. All right, let's hit a couple things we didn't get to uh, the, earlier. The, uh, I mentioned that the Sixers lost last night. Uh, they had their eight-game win streak snapped. They are back at it against the Bulls tomorrow, uh, looking to bounce back. So where they are in the standings right now, guys, um, after that loss, it's tight up top. They're three games back. They're in third place. They're a half a game behind Boston, three behind Milwaukee for that top spot. Cleveland is four games back of the Sixers. So I don't really see – I don't see them being caught from behind. Um, but it's a matter matter of just kind of jockeying here, uh, positioning. Sixers, uh, as I mentioned, had one eight straight. Uh, yeah, Boston's not playing great. They uh, they lost. Uh, they, the Milwaukee's been good, seven and three in their last ten. So that's uh, – you know, where things are right now with the Sixers. It's a matter of just getting to the finish line healthy, as we've talked about as well. That's always a big thing with this team. Um, that's for sure um, when it comes to the uh, to the Sixers. Uh, the, the clutch management and Ben Simmons have parted ways. So no surprise oh, there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure so clutch sad. is just looking at it like, all right, are we really going to make you know, when this guy's next contract comes? If there is a next contract, are we going to make a whole lot of money off this guy? Probably not. Do we want to continue with this aggravation? Probably not. And I'm sure Ben thinks it's all clutch's fault. Like he thinks it's everybody's fault except his. So we'll we'll see. 
Happens. Sounds like clutch clutched their money they got on his existing <laughs> deal and hit the road, Jack. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, certainly so, man. I mean, I, I, he he ruined himself, bro. He ruined himself. No question about that. He ruined himself. There's no way you think that everybody's everybody's wrong. You're the only one right. He knows right now that he messed up, yep. but I think it's more so. He needs to go get help from a from a from a, from the standpoint of going to get professional help. You know, what yeah. saying mental help. You know, there's nothing wrong with with you know somebody you know admitting. All right, there may be something wrong. Let me go check this out instead of just pointing the finger. Understand when you point the finger, three point back at you. So if you you know. Sometimes you got to look within and say, all right, let me see if I can get some mental help for this. Maybe it's something that's not properly balanced in me. Yeah. You know, see what's going on with it. I do wonder, you know, when it comes to him, if he's willing to accept his own shortcomings. No. If he, he has no. people around him who are looking out for his best interest and are not just on the gravy train. You know, I wonder about, about all of it, frankly. Uh, that's for sure. What did he say? What did, what's the name to say about um, – can't just say about – uh, that uh, the the head coach, former head coach, said, "I don't need buddies. I need friends. Yeah. Friends that'll you know be brutally honest with me. He yeah. needs friends that'll be brutally honest with him. They probably won't be his friends anymore, yeah. but at least he'll hear that you know everything is not you know cut and dry that you're right." Yeah, well said. Yes, men can get you in a lot of trouble. That's for sure. Uh, Villanova women's basketball. Ain't got to worry about that with Derek. <laughs> What yep. are you trying to say, Barrett? <laughs> yeah. I think you said it. What, what, yeah. what, what, what are you saying, Brooks? You definitely keep things brutally honest all the time. I have, I have to, man. I'm angry. I'm always angry. <laughs> you just you mean you keep things almost too honest. You keep you keep it over 100. You're like one, 110. You keep my it 110. My family yeah, says I'm always, I know my family says I'm always looking serious. I'm just thinking about things. I'm not angry. I just but you know, there's some topics that just need to be addressed, and I like to I Rob, give my what perspective. We deal with. What we deal with, right? Wait, wait, wait. What about my red badge of courage dealing with you two? What about my red badge of courage? Uh, what do we my do, pain, man? My anguish, my hurt. Rob, what, what about do we me? Do, what do we do? Um, I think we you keep do. doing what we're doing. That's what I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, translation. Keep tweaking the gun every chance we get. Correct. See? At least he's honest enough to admit it. You take the you take the Opie Taylor, um, you uh, know, Derek, Eddie Haskell you approach. About? You know, I, I don't understand. Derek, I don't I, understand. I, I, yeah, what, see, what, what do you say right there? That's what bothers me right there. What are you saying, Derek? Is he got my family. He yeah. got my family hoodwinked, bamboo. No, no, they just know you. That's what it is. They know no, you, no, and it's no. not beyond the possibility or scope of what you're accustomed to doing. <laughs> and then there was, like, oh, Rob seems so nice. He's, hey, everybody got a dark side. Everybody got a dark side here. I'm not the only one. Yeah, they don't. They don't what know do you, when he put that little hat on. That little hat on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you think's in there? <laughs> so the bodies are, baby. Right, 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 man. right. Yeah. Um, all right, so Villanova women, they advance to the Sweet 16. Maddie Seagrest, uh, 30 points again. She's a machine. She's a, she's she is pure greatness, man. I mean, she really is. She is unbelievable. Um, it's a, They're a fun team to watch. They really are. Uh, John Runyon's daughter, Bella, plays on that team, and she is tough as nails. My, as my daughter played against her for years through, through, through junior high, through high school. Bella has been a baller ever since. Yeah, they, they're real good friends, man. They did, But they – I'm telling you, bro. It used to be I, me and me and Johnny sit there like, man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Watching our daughter battle. battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, battling. You know what I mean? That's awesome. It's awesome. So hopefully they can they can make some really deep noise. They've had a great uh, great season, that's for sure. Um, all right, I got to ask you guys this. 
And yes, I saw John Richardson mention this in the, in the chat section. And I, uh, that is exactly where I'm going with this. So South Carolina hasn't lost in two years. I'm not kidding you. Like they were undefeated last year. They're undefeated so far this year. And we'll see if they end up winning another, another tournament under Dawn Staley. I think it would be her third altogether at South Carolina. She was previously at Temple as the women's coach. We know what a legendary, you know, playing career she had and all that. If you're Temple, I don't know if Dawn would even want this. Let me be clear about that. Yeah, the, I think the road, if, if you wanted to prove to everybody you could coach at the men's level in college and then maybe eventually in the NBA, this might be a route that you would take. But I don't, still don't even know if she would want the job. Um, if you're Temple University for the men's program, would you take a run at her? I would. Yes. Do you think Don Staley's giving up what she has in South Carolina? No, I don't. Ultimately, yeah. I don't, Derek. I, I'm saying the only yeah. way she would is if, if it was the – there wasn't a lot of opportunities to jump at the men's game. Okay. That's the only way. I, I would hire her in a minute, you know. How many when how many women head coaches are there in division one in men's basketball? Oh, I don't think I don't, any. I don't know if there's any. I mean, yeah, I don't no. think any. Who better? Who better to break that to buck that trend than a Dawn Staley? Mm-hmm. Knows the game inside and out, highly decorated, won Olympic gold medals, won national championships. Hey, what is the predecessors at Temple One? Mm. I remember what, uh, what have they won? Nothing. No, nothing. No, nothing. I mean, it's, it's John Chaney, it's just been eh. Like Fran Dunphy did a pretty good job. He, they, yeah. they were decent. They'd get to the tournament almost every other year, kind of deal. They didn't get there under Aaron. Uh yeah. you know, and, and and look, they're they're a they're a progressive university, so that's a possibility. Uh, I, I, he's still in the organization, though. He's still in the organization, but he's just not Aaron there. is, yes. Aaron is, yes. But they were they were grumblings, you know, back when you know couple months ago that we need to get rid of doc and and bring in don as the uh, head coach of the sixers not just temple but the sixers that's correct yep so i mean give her an opportunity i mean you, you, they can't lose by doing it put it like that they can't lose by doing it, especially in the city yeah you know yeah I, and i i don't know i mean i would think i'm guessing she's making darn good money Oh, no question about that. Uh, they couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford it, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And she's in a situation where it's like an assembly line. She's just cranking out, you know, <laughs> right? You know, and, and she's probably and she's in great weather and all that. I, I like. Right, right. There's a lot of reasons to stay where you are, unless she wants to make the leap to the men's game. But I, right, right. I think it's an interesting thought. You know, I, she's I don't just like she's just like uh, Tennessee and UConn as far as women's basketball. She's the new Tennessee and UConn of women's basketball. You're exactly right. She hit, she's in the, she's in the Gino R.E.M. Uh, uh, Pat summit. Absolute yes. conversation. hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh, all right. I just want to bounce it off you guys. Th- see what you see, what you thought here. Uh, Phillies are nine days away guys. We get, we got a few more. Wow. Uh, yeah. Spring mm. training games. Um, and then it's on, it's on a week from Thursday is when they begin or two weeks. Two weeks or no, a week. A week one week. No, one week. One yes. week. Sorry, one week from Thursday. Uh, they're at Texas, um, it, where the season starts. This was really interesting. So Dave Dombrowski, the the team president, was on the WIP morning show this morning, and I, I want to make sure I'm, I'm wording this thing right from for what it is the the this list that he could potentially go on. So he said that the Phillies will not be placing uh, Bryce Harper on the. Uh, on the injury, it's called the emergency injury list, mm. which would mean he would not be eligible to play until after May 29th, which I'm thinking 
we didn't think he was playing May 29th anyway. So why don't you just right. put him on this thing? No big deal. You don't you don't have to you get know, the roster spot. Get the roster spot and all that. It turns out Dabrowski said, Yeah, we're gonna leave our options open. We're not gonna throw him on there. I'm like, whoa, he must really they're not letting on, but he must be way ahead of schedule. That's yes. the only thing I can think is he's really crushing he's right now. He's a machine, man. He's a machine, bro. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it last year. What if we what if we did and I'm not saying it would have been stupid us to do it because we end up going to uh, the World Series because he played, you know. But what if he decided to take that, that um, you know, the surgery earlier? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'd I mean, probably I, almost be guaranteed to be ready for the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but we, you know, I, I was silly to think that in the beginning back then because we ended up going to the World Series because of that, man. Mm-hmm. So, man, we, we are stacked. We are really stacked right now, man. A lot better than what I was thinking. They are they're, they're pretty good this year, bro. Well, I mean, can't wait about, to get him back in that lineup, man. You get wow. you could potentially get him back that quick, adding Trey Turner to this thing, what they already have. Oh man, it's, especially if the pitchers are all okay. Like if Andrew Painter's okay, they've had they, he's got about another ten days, I think, that they have to let that arm rest, and they're going to see how it is. And, and if Suarez is okay, they're going to be uh, they're be fun to watch the Phillies. You know, yeah, they are. yeah, yeah there's, they are. there's no question about that. Can't wait. Yep. All right, let's do some uh birthdays. Let's What's do some birthdays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Vicky was la- in March, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Ronald Dino is uh 43 years old, the great footballer, uh yep. soccer player. Gary Oldham, uh excellent actor, is is yes. crazy range, man. He can I mean the, the roles that this guy's played. Oh my god. Uh, Hannibal, Dark Knight, jeez. Every you name it, uh, he's 65 years old today. Scott Eastwood, who is Clint Eastwood's son, uh, is 37 years old. He's an actor as well. Uh, he's been in a couple things with his dad, I think, too. Matthew Broderick, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off fame, is 61. Ferris Bueller's 61. Like, just, that's crazy. Just isn't poke that in. You know something? 61. Wow. Yeah, I know. Hey, yeah. Let me ask you something real quick. I mean, Ferris Bueller was a good movie. How did it achieve the status of a cult movie? I mean, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like a great classic comedy, but it was good. But people always watch it, and I still watch I, it when man, I see it. That's a must watch. That's a with the stick and click. Yeah, click, click and stick. stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of those movies that I mean. I just gotta that you know just him and the the, the him and the dynamic between him and the principal man just gets <sighs> me going, bro. Well, I think too any any movie like that that has a million one liners like they you know there's there's a lot of good. Like there's so many weird scenes, like the Charlie Sheen when he's in the, where they're in they're in the police you know headquarters, yeah, or yeah. and the sisters pissed off, and Charlie Sheen's just messing with her, you know, and it, and it was it was great, it was just a great movie, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right, the whole dynamic with the principal, and uh, he's trying to loosen up his one friend who's a tight ass, you know. All, all and then the, they put the car in reverse to try uh, to run the miles down. That's something what I would do. That? Right. I, would to- <laughs> I would totally do, and it would it would go off the thing and smash the right. I'd love to see that house tour that whatever that little, like if that was a real thing or just a, you know, where that, that was so cool where that little like really garage cool, area yeah. was. Yes. Yep. yep. That was oh, real cool. God. Uh, Adrian Peterson's 38 years old today. Uh, AP. Long time NFL. Only 38. I thought he was in his forties by now, man. He, he played, man. Man. played a long time at that AP. position. I, I, I've never seen a guy come back from an ACL quicker. Bro, it was yeah. like eight months. It Not was, only that, came back and won comeback player of the year and the rushing title in the same year. And yeah. MVP. Yeah, and, and MVP. MVP. Yeah, yeah he, hit, he hit everything that year. I mean, yeah. he, just unbelievable. He was 2,000 yards. Jeez. 
Timothy Dalton, the actor, British actor, is 77 today, was one of the uh, Bond, uh, James Bond. Number, number four in the category of Bonds. Was he number four? Yep, number four. Okay. Uh, Eddie Money, the singer, passed away not all that long ago. He, is, he was born <laughs> in 1949. Miles Bridges, not Michael Bridges, Miles Bridges, the uh, the basketball player, is 25 today. Sean McDermott. Yeah. Former former Eagle coach, now Buffalo Bills head man, is 49 years old, played college yeah. ball with Mike Tomlin. Those mm. two guys were defensive backs together. Where? That. It was either James Madison or George Mason. I want to say. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's see. Uh, what, what are we guessing here? We want to guess James Madison? James Madison, I'm going to say. I don't no, know no. for sure. I, want to say no, James I, I know what James Madison. I don't think so. Oh. You think it was George Mason? Yeah, I think it was George Mason. Uh, let's see. It's uh, I was off on both William and Mary. William and Mary. Uh, <laughs> damn, damn. You lied to me, Rob. I know. <laughs> Sorry, I led you down the wrong road. But yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. Those two played together. That's pretty cool, too. Um, what they turned out to be. Uh, all right. So beyond that, we have Sabrina LaBeouf. Do you guys know who she is? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. Barrett Sandra Jesus. Huxtable. Yeah. Sandra, the oldest daughter. I, get why, why, why do I feel like like in the first couple episodes the first year, we didn't even know there was an older daughter. Then she showed up on the scene. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't think she was in there the first couple of years. No. I know she was away. Yeah. At co- like she was college yeah. age, I guess, then. But um, yeah, she's 65, man. Can you believe that? Wow. Like, Still strong, by the way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> more of a uh, – more of a – was Denise – who was Denise uh, – what's her name? Uh, oh, um, she married um, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny yeah. Kravitz. That was more of a Denise fan. Yeah. If, yeah. You were? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was a Sandra fan. Okay. Okay. Um, Tom Flores, just recently inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, 86 years old. Do you know, do you know his, his, his historical references? He's one of only two, two men to win a Super Bowl as a player, a head coach, and as an assistant coach. He won four Super Bowls total. He's the only uh, only coach to win a Super Bowl with the same two same team in two different cities, Oakland and Los Angeles. That's wow. crazy. He's the first Mexican American quarterback and first minority head coach to win a Super Bowl as well. Huh. That's right. He was in Pittsburgh, wasn't he? Were you in Pittsburgh also? I don't remember him being uh, in Pittsburgh. He, I think he's a Raider. Was he? Raider. He, he was a Raider. Raider. No, he's he a Raider. Raider. No, even yeah. as a player, I meant. Um, I don't know. That's I don't a good think question. He was in Pittsburgh. That's a crazy career, man. Isn't that something? Jeez. Well, hey, you're right. Lisa Bonet. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa Bonet. Thank you, Anthony. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Um, so, Flores, too, had a really tough gig in that he took over for John Madden. Yes. That is not an yes. easy thing to follow, no, that kind no. of guy. And he did a great job, mm. uh, for sure. Uh, John D. Rockefeller, uh, the uh, the Rockefeller. Wow. Yep. Um, cash, man. Serious cash. 1906, he was born. Railroad um, and everything else. Yeah, man. Uh, all right, what else do we have? Birthdays, and then I'll hit some movies. Um, how did you guys go without Kevin Federline? Yep, <laughs> that's Britney Spears' ex-husband. That dude <laughs> and backup and backup dancer. Yeah, right. my man, my man got some serious pay from uh, from you know. Yeah, yeah, you from, know, he from Britney. Dance. Yeah, and he he, he was a stay-at-home dad, yep. smart man. Yeah, um, uh, don't we all wish we could have jobs like that? Right. Yes. Your boy. You know. I mean, we all can't be married. You know, to you know people like that or, or, or Oprah's. 
Better half. Stedman. Not even married. He ain't even married. No, Stedman didn't even have to do the married thing. <laughs> Stedman's a genius, man. Right. Let, let me tell you. Exactly. Uh, I will not. I will not partake in this conversation because right, anything right, I say, right. I'm in trouble. Right. So you two go right ahead and answer to your wives after this show. I'm not right. doing it. Uh, your boy Ryan Balaga, 34 years. Ryan Balaga, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, DJ Premier. You know he's famous. You know with Gangstar, he's 57. Yeah. Can you believe that DJ Premier is 57? How, when, what's the age? What's the what's the cutoff point with being an entertainer like a rapper or DJ? What is the cutoff? Uh, point it's tough. That, yeah? 70. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Grandmaster Flash, you know, come on, man, you know. Yeah. And then uh, let me see. Um, I Mike Dunleavy Senior. Yeah. He's for the Clippers. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Sixty nine today. Mm-hmm. And then my last but not least, Diggy Simmons turns twenty eight today. I can't believe Diggy's that old. That's uh, you know, Run DMC's son, oh Russell Simmons. God. Son. He's got one that old. Yeah. What do you mean? That's the youngest one. Oh boy. Diggy's the youngest one. He's a rapper now. He's the youngest one at 28. Wow. His older kids, you know, like stars and, you know, doing stuff in, in, in uh, movies. His girls are like movie stars and stuff. Now. No kidding. In fact, That's awesome. yeah, she, she, one, of them's the, uh, one of them's the wife in the box, the new boxing movie, the new Rocky movie. Is out. Not Rocky, but you know the other ones. Oh, uh, yeah, Creed. Creed, oh, she's yeah. The, she's the, she, Tessa Thompson is, is one of his? Well, is that yes. right? Yes. Oh, no kidding. That's awesome. Um. All right, Gunner, you got any? Uh, I'm surprised Barrett missed this one, being a race car fan. Ayrton Senna, the Brazilian uh, race car driver, who wow. unfortunately died in a fatal crash back in 1994. Yes. He was 34 years old when he passed away. Yeah, uh, Brad Hall from Saturday Night Live, uh, mm-hmm. 65 years old now. He was the one who used to do the weekend updates. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I he's think he's 65. married to Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I think. In real life, yeah. I'm not going to disagree with that. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I'm gonna look out. Uh, according to Xander, best F1 driver ever, Aaron Cena. Uh, what about what about uh, Russ Meyer, the film producer? Oh He's yeah, 82. Is he still alive? Uh, right. Yeah, one of the greatest catchers of all time. Manny Sanguian is 79. And uh, Nick Mullins, backup quarterback in Minnesota, is 28. Okay. Uh, by the way, he is married to Julia Louis Dreyfus. Uh, Brad Hall is. You did. You got Rosie O'Donnell, didn't you? No. Yeah. Oh, forgot about Rosie. Rosie no, no, 61. Yeah, okay. she's 61. Yeah. Okay. Good call. Rosie. Good call. All right, we'll uh, hit some movies here. 19 couple from 1997. Uh, Selena, which really yeah. like J Lo kind of broke out with that performance. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that really launched her uh, in a lot of ways. That was 1977. Uh, liar, liar, Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, very funny. Nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> There's some funny scenes in that movie. Man, oh, oh, yeah. He's got no filter. <laughs> yeah, gets in the elevator with the with the hot girl. And he's just yeah. Anyway, uh, African Queen, the African Queen, which is uh, mm-hmm. all, I never I've never seen it, but I know people talk about it being a great movie. That was with uh, Humphrey Bogart. I think so. Yeah, yep. I think yeah. so. From nineteen fifty-two. Yeah, that's all I got. I didn't. There weren't. I don't know. You guys got any other ones? I didn't. Oh them. yeah, Divergent from 2014. That's actually a good one. That's a good. Yeah, Divergent. And uh, and and a, a movie that's right up Barrett's alley. Uh, Muppets Most Wanted 2014. <laughs> 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 yeah, see that, that, that was that was 
That was just from out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? That, that, was, that was definitely It was unwarranted. payback from some of the other stuff. Yeah, man. That was unwarranted. Why would you do D-Gun that? is back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> and what happened to the quiet D-Gun? The D-Gun would take stuff. Not I ain't like him. Do. I ain't like him anymore, man. Oh, my I God. I said, man, you soft. D-Gun, you, that D-Gun was soft, man. I said, it's time to get back. That's terrible. Uh, oh, I didn't, yeah, we didn't really touch on this. Let me let me hit it uh, Eagles-wise. The, the Justin Evans signing. Now, what what role do we see here? He is still young, and we know we talked about how he missed a couple yeah. of years. Is this, is this special teams? Is this depth? Is this starter? Like, what are, what are we special looking at? Teams. I don't know, man. <clears throat> he played a little bit, man. Um, yeah. with, it's he safety. started. He started like eleven games, something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> but I, I don't see him as a guy that will come in and, and lock it down. It feels like <clears throat> it feels like a depth move. Um, Fill yeah. that 90, 90 man roster. Yeah, they're they're going to intro. By the way, Greedy Williams at three o'clock today. Now, hey, um, just a couple. Greedy, I think Greedy's going to end up being a starter somewhere. Okay. You know, I, I think he he could be a slot. He could be he could be a safety again. Yeah, I don't he's know. I think he's talented start. man. He is, he is fast talented. too. Hey, a couple other quick topics. I know we got short on time, but yeah. did you guys see uh, AJ Brown basically taking uh, CJ Gardner's uh, side in terms of. Uh, you know, CJ Garner, you know, calling out Philly fans. And I, I think AJ said basically agree with him that Philly fans are wishy washy. And then, he uh, want, he, he doesn't want to do that. Why does he yeah. do that? And then Why? Javon Hargrave saying if, if Brock Purdy had played the whole game, it would have been a lot more difficult for us. Did you see that one? No, yeah. I mean, these dudes walk out the door, man. And I tell you what, they, <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, but see, I'm not surprised. See, see, people, people are so loyal to anybody who puts on their uniform, they don't understand, dude. Yeah, you don't understand what goes on behind closed doors. I mean, you know, players are loyal who for whoever's paying them the money. That's true. That's true. You know? Yeah. Yep. Whoever's signing the checks. Yep. yep. I don't get it. Like, I uh, that's fine for Hargrave. Whatever. I, I don't agree with him, but that's fine. I I don't know what AJ Brown's trying to accomplish, man. It's just it's not a good road to go. No, it's not. Not it's not a good it's not a good look at all. No, but yeah. you got to play here. If you're walking out the door, you say what you want to say, like CJ. But if you still got maybe three years left here, people, hey, people in Philly, don't forget, man. Yeah, I, I forget. Agree. You know, it, look, yeah. it's a love affair with AJ, but you first drop pass, then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, oh, wishy washy, boom, and here they come. You know, it's, I mean, it's, Quiz Watkins part two. They all, uh, Todd Pinkston back. I can hear it now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Ass. Yeah. Man. yeah. It, I saw I, what I see that Todd ended up with uh, with the Chiefs. He's he's going to be coaching with the Chiefs. Did you see that Todd Pankson? He's coaching. Oh no, yeah, oh, that's good. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, former Eagles receiver left. Greg Lewis. Lewis. Greg Lewis. Greg he Lewis. went to the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, with Harbaugh. Yep, exactly. So yeah, and Todd Pankson is is he not not receiver? Good for him. Yeah. You know what? No I'm gonna see if we can get Pinky on the show. I talk to him occasionally, so I'm gonna see. What if you look back at his numbers, and I know every Eagles fan it picks on him, but like you look at his numbers, they're they're a lot better than people thought when he was here. I'm just saying, you know, for for whatever it's worth. Um, good for Pinky, man. One of the good dudes, man. Absolutely, absolutely, good really him. good. In fact, uh, all right, we're out of time. Want to thank Xander Kraus uh, handling the uh, the the biz. Yo, what's, uh, wrong with, what's wrong with Fitness Rebel, man? Don't bring up Todd. I still want to fight him in the street. <laughs> really? Can't we just all get along here? That's Fitness a true Rebel? Philadelphian right there, Fitness Rebel. Really? Yes. Really? What happened long to love? Memories, I thought this was a city of brotherly love, not Got brotherly spite. No. What, really? Uh, want to thank want everybody to in the chat Todd? section. Want to thank everybody uh, streaming. Everybody, listen. You guys are the best. Back at it tomorrow, fellas. So everybody, listen. Stay tuned. We have the National Football Show coming up. 
for three hours with Dan Cilio. So for D Gun, for Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. Everybody have a great, great Tuesday. See mm. you guys tomorrow. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-411-1111.